Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free jazelmodcast show. Welcome to another episode of Throwback Thursdays. Close. Close? No. No? No. Damn it. Try again. Wish, Take we were, two. wish we were at the weekend Wednesdays? Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey Wednesday? Whiskey Wednesday. No, there we go. No, no, that's not it. Oh, Flashback Friday. Try again. Flashback Friday? Yeah. Oh, you did it right. I did it right. Hey. <laughs> we are at Flashback Friday. I am Rob. I am Mike. And we are here to... Uh, Flashback you. your Fridays. Flashback your Fridays. <laughs> Didn't know it was a verb. It is now. Wait, it was originally Flashback. Flashback? It's a verb. Well, it's still a verb. Yes. I didn't know it was a verb. Cause no, I, you know what? Anyways. <laughs> that's just We're not here for a grammar lesson. <laughs> that's right. We're here to listen to podcasts from the vault of the Jaysomon uh, Studios. Exactly. And to be educated. Yeah. Ed- Ooh. And so our first episode is Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Exposé Cafe, number 14 from Latex with Love. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Sit back as Rick schools you on the subject of sex. Yep. From contraceptives to vibrators and anal plugs. 
Welcome to Friday. Ah, yeah. <laughs> One will ask themselves if our dear Reaper is feeling a bit randy. Slide on in as you listen to this week's episode. <laughs> That's just so wrong, Dave. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just go to the let's episode. Yeah, let's see what's going on. And welcome back, everyone. I'm Reaper Rick. And you, fortunately, are not. So, the question of the day is, how would you feel if you knew you were going to die? Let that sink in for just a moment. And the answer is, it's a trick question. Because everyone listening to my voice right now knows that eventually they will indeed die. Humans have the ability to understand mortality. From the instant a sperm hits that egg, it's a crapshoot. You never know if you're going to have some congenital defect or your mother will take some sort of medication that will cause the embryo or fetus to be deformed in some way. It's just about a 50-50 shot as to whether you'll be born healthy or not. And I'm not talking about just this country, the United States, I'm talking about the entire world, you know, that infant deaths are extremely high in other parts of the world, but in the United States, we're fairly lucky that our infant death rate is fairly low, but even so, if you're born healthy, first three to five years of your life, you still have to worry about accidental deaths or neglect, catching some sort of childhood disease. If you make it through infancy, make it through puberty, then you finally begin to to realize that, yeah, someday you're going to die anyway. You never know again whether you've got something there in your body that will be hidden for years and years and you're just going about your normal business working, playing, doing whatever, and suddenly something bursts in your head or your aorta starts leaking, your colon explodes, who knows, suddenly you're dead. If you live to be old enough that your body starts to wear out, break apart, you're faced with a whole new batch of problems that could kill you. 
heart disease, obesity, diabetes. The list is pretty endless, not to mention, of course, cancer. Sometimes you can get around those problems medically. Sometimes you can't. The question was actually directed toward people who know not only that they are going to die, but for whatever reason, they know they're going to die sooner rather than later. What would you do about that? What would I do about it? Since I know that I am slowly, well, maybe not so slowly anymore, but that I am, after all, dying. Recently discovered that the treatment for my cancer that I've been on for the past two years or so is no longer working as it should and my cancer has started to spread again. So that means I get to choose at this point whether to undergo more drastic treatment which would affect my quality of life poorly or continue the treatment I'm on and allow the cancer a slow progression and eventually the progression would become more rapid. Well, I've been battling this cancer for eight years now and my quality of life at this point is pretty near zero anyway. I can't really imagine how it could get much worse. But, that being said, I don't want to find out if or how it could get worse. So, at this point, I've decided to just keep on doing what we've been doing and see what happens in the next few months. Uh, there may be no great change, or there may be a little change for the worse. It doesn't really matter. Uh, um, it's time to pretty much let nature take its course. I don't see any real reason to make a heroic last stand, because 
that would be worthless. I uh, will probably live longer by not doing anything more than I'm doing now than I would if I tried the more radical treatments that would make me feel worse than I do now. So, at this point, I'm just going to do the best I can to live as well as I can, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, that was the question, and now is my answer. <coughs> Excuse me. For the rest of the uh, episode, we will talk about uh, something a little less dramatic. Dramatic, sorry. And it's something that uh, I'm sure many, many people will just not be able to listen to. As if your own death is not hard enough to listen to. We're now going to talk about sex. That should make some people happy at least. I have often wondered in my more lucid moments how it is that the human race survives at all considering the horrible and dangerous life that uh, humans have survived, especially during the first 10,000, 20,000 years or so that we were on this planet. The billions of people who have died just so we might still be here today. It's amazing that uh, anyone is alive, especially considering the conditions that uh, our ancestors were put through and I'm just amazed that children manage to survive at all. But we've not only survived, we have considerably overpopulated the world at this point. And we still keep populating the world. Although there have been attempts throughout the centuries to curb population, uh, contents of one sort or another have been used by some people since the early Greeks. Apparently the, uh, the rich 
Empire Society. As for the most part, always try to keep their families small. Smaller, I guess. Uh, and so they would make use of some sort of contraceptive. Um, usually, however, it was considered the woman, the woman's responsibility to ensure she did not become pregnant. Although some cultures allowed men to have a go at it at least. <clears throat> so, you know, the ancient Japanese used shell and horn condoms, but they were just usually slipped over the head of the penis, the glands. I don't see how that would work well. Just doesn't seem comfortable at all. The uh, ancient Egyptians reportedly used crocodile dung as a form of contraceptive. I suppose that uh, if they were using it in condom form, it might be, it might have been an interesting way to, well, I suppose to prevent having children, if you could get soft dung and uh, slather it over your organ. It would have to be when uh, when you were hard, because if you did it when the penis was soft, when it did become erect, it would just pop out. But if you put the dung on when you were erect, I suppose you could make your organ as thick or as long as you wanted to. not sure how the women felt about having crocodile shit stuffed up their vagina, but since the Egyptians considered crocodiles one of their gods, maybe it was a godly type action to have crocodile poop placed in your body. Who the hell would ever know? Of course, uh, contraceptives somewhat fell out of favor after the decline of the Roman Empire, and especially after the rise of the Christian Church, which considered all forms of contraception to be sin. That uh, apparently didn't stop everyone, though. 
the uh, oldest condom ever found, well, condoms, I guess it was more than one, ever found were in a cesspit located on the grounds of Dudley Castle in England. These condoms were made of animal membrane and were dated to about 1642. <clears throat> Excuse me. In uh, the 17 and 1800s, we have uh, new reason for condoms to be uh, worn. Actually, the uh, first well-documented outbreak of syphilis occurred in 1494 among French troops. Now we have the French to thank for so many uh, sexual advances, you know, French kissing, French ticklers, uh, and apparently syphilis. After the French spread it around Europe, um, you know, it swept across Europe and by 1505 and it spread to Asia and within a few decades had decimated large areas of China. So, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that uh, a lot of people were doing a lot of fucking back in those days and they were fucking just about anybody. Um, but where, like any weird disease, you know, where, where, where did syphilis come from? I mean, was it just a, a minor STD for hundreds of years and then suddenly mutated to become a disease that from just being an irritant to something that could kill you. And syphilis does kill, and it is a rather hideous and painful death. Um, so, it's just one of those things that uh, pops up periodically like AIDS seems to come out of nowhere and become a raging monster in a very just a few decades however in the 17 and 1800s uh, people were trying to prevent uh, transmission of sexual diseases and most of the uh, condoms they had in those days were either chemically treated linen or they were made from uh, animal intestine or bladders and were just stopgap measures for the most part but at least some people were, were, were giving it a shot. It wasn't until the 1900s that uh, 
latex rubber began to work its way into the sexual aspect and uh, condoms became easier to obtain and more people were using them. But even in the 1960s, they were still using uh, animal skin condoms. The first condoms my mother ever gave me were lamb skin, they were called. I'm sure it was not the outer skin of the lamb. I'm pretty sure it was uh, intestinal skin. And these were lubricated and they were disgusting and foul-smelling and I couldn't see how anybody would use them anyway. Uh, but apparently people did. So the condom has become a feature of uh, sexual congress now, especially with AIDS and every other type of STD out there. Reportedly 15% of gonorrhea patients are now sporting a antibiotic resistant strain of the disease. So, yeah, condoms, condoms are good. If you, if you have to go out and uh, get the scene, then yeah, condoms are a good thing. Okay, moving right along, we have, well, instead of condoms, uh, if you want to avoid that type of uh, potential STD problem. There are always dildos. <clears throat> I uh, recently discovered that the oldest dildo they have discovered is some 30,000 years ago. Well, it's from 30,000 years ago in a cave in Germany. Uh, initially, archaeologists thought it was some sort of baton that was used in a rite of passage or fertility rite or something like that. But more recent examination of the objects has proven or suggested rather that Due to their size and shape, they were probably only used for one thing. You know, crushing the skulls of small chipmunks. <laughs> no. Uh, they figure they're pretty much, uh, they were used to dildos by cavemen. Cave women, perhaps. Or... 
Well, I'm sure that when the men went off on their on a long hunt, were gone for weeks at a time, the women needed something to do to occupy themselves, so whatever. Beyond the cave, man, dildos, objects of this sort have been around for thousands of years. There are indications that uh, in Egyptian art that indicate objects resembling dildos, there is face painting art from the Greeks that show dildo use. Um, I'm fairly sure that at any time there were women without men for any length of time, they would devise some sort of way to please themselves and make things better. Uh, people have that ability, that talent. Now, of course, uh, back up a minute. Now, of course, in the old days, um, dildos were generally uh, made of wood or occasionally stone if you had a decent stonemason about. So, that's the way they used to make them in the old days. Now, today, of course, we have uh, not only rubber, but silicone, and different kinds of plastic. We have glass, metal, uh, just about any type of object or material you like can be fashioned into a dildo. Uh, some people separate such things as butt plugs and dildos as separate entry items. But some, well, yeah, 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 butt plug, a butt plug is different than a dildo obviously, but there are dildo-type objects that can be used in the anus and can also be used in the vagina. You have double-headed dongs that can be used by two people at once or can be used by one woman using both ends. Yeah. Um, all sorts of different sizes and shapes and colors. They have flashing lights, glow in the dark. Yeah. Back in the day when I was more active than I am now. I remember those. 
different types of objects <clears throat> and uh, I will have to go I'll have to go see if if I can't or check my collection uh, it's been stored away for some time yes I haven't had to use those for many years but I think I know where they are I'll try to dig them out and uh, we'll come back in just a bit here and I'll see if we can't have a better discussion on uh, what actually well we'll just see what we can see shall we hang on I'll be back shortly don't go away okay I'm back probably didn't even notice I was gone, did you? Uh, the miracle of modern technology. Okay, so I got my little box of tools and toys here. I haven't seen this stuff for a long time. Oh, something else I should mention, as long as we're talking about, uh, you know, dildos and anal inserters. And that would be the uh, longtime favorite vibrator. Now, in the 50s and 60s, diamonds were considered a girl's best friend. But after the 70s, last 35, 40 years or so, uh, a girl's best friend is no longer diamonds. It's the PV, the personal vibrator. And uh, I think you'll agree that... Uh, Vibrator is something that uh, women have really latched onto. And gentlemen, if uh, your wife or significant other doesn't have a vibrator that you're aware of, at least, Mother's Day is coming up, and uh, I'll just bet that if you got her a nice shiny new vibrator, she would make you very happy. You know, you can uh, uh, put it in with a box of candy if she likes that sort of thing. Uh, stick it into a vase of flowers. Or just lay it out on their pillow when you go to bed that night. The invitation is open. Now, there's always a slim chance that um, your lady friend doesn't want to share the experience with you. However, there are many ways that the male can be involved with the female and her vibrator. You know, you can just sit there and watch her get off, and as soon as she is finished, she'll be more than ready for you. You can also use the vibrator on her during foreplay while you're 
paying attention to other parts of her body, the vibrator can be doing its work. You can even have her use the vibrator on herself while you're inside of her. Um, her on top is a good position for this, that way you can see everything that's going on as well. But anyway, um, if you don't think that uh, vibrators are important to women, just look at all the times they're spotted on airport x-ray machines. Ladies use them, place them in their carry-on bags so they're close to them at all times. And uh, I would probably guesstimate that anywhere between 93 and 95, 96% of the ladies have one of those things tucked away in their bedside table somewhere. And, uh, you know, there's always a bottle of lotion or something on, on the table there so they can, you know, lotion up their hands and arms before they go to bed. Well, that lotion is also used to rub up other things, too. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> seriously, though, you want to make your lady happy, get her a toy, and uh, that'll make a big difference for both of you. Okay, back to my box. Oh, dear God. We've got uh, a couple of uh, semi-hard dildos here. Looks like one is 8 inches, one's 10. Now, this one, the 10 incher is a little bit more than firm. <clears throat> but uh, you never know what might be necessary. Um, oh yeah, here we have a couple of, uh, hollow dildos. Now, uh, these can be used to, uh, slip over the vibrator to give your lady friend, uh, a little bit of <clears throat> extra panache. Um, they can also be used depending on the size. If you want to increase your own girth and length a little bit, you can slip one of these hollow dildos over your own pecker and surprise her with a little bit of extra. <laughs> Alright, so some of you guys out there are probably thinking, well, why the hell does my lady need a vibrator? You know, aren't I enough for her? Well, the answer to that is probably... No, you're not. And the reason is that just like guys enjoy variety in their sex life, um, so do women. Women enjoy variety of sex probably as much as men do. Not the same kind of variety, perhaps, you know. And might like their ladies to maybe put on a wig once in a while, different color hair, you know, stockings, high heels, uh, garter belt, corset, special nighty, leather, rubber. Okay, that's another that's another episode. But women 
like a different kind of variety. They don't necessarily want a different pan. They just want different love making. If you've been doing the same thing to your lady for the last few months or a few years, same way all the time. Well, I mean, even guys like to change hands once in a while, you know. So. Variety is the spice of life, especially in the bedroom. You want to do something to make your lady happy, she'll make you real happy. That's just the way sex works. So, don't think of it as a substitute for you. All it is is an additional way for. Her to derive pleasure. Guys look at pornography. Guys jerk off, even if they are married. Guys get excited visually. Women get excited in a different way, but the excitement is still important to both of you. And. Again, some of you guys might be thinking, "Why does an old married dude have to have a box of toys around?" Well, I've been married for 20 years, and a lot of the stuff in this box my wife had before I even met her. So, <clears throat> all I've done was add a few uh, new items to the box over the years, and uh, it's all good, dude. It's all good. Okay, here we have some uh, some anal anal、uh, insertion gadgets. These are not butt plugs, by the way. These are uh, uh, well, they're almost anal dildos. They have the they're the ones with the little、uh, indents on them, you know. So each so every time you push one of those up through the sphincter, it gets a little or a big tingle going on. Um, there are hundreds of ways to use this kind of stuff, and it's only limited by your own imagination, your imagination, and your lady's imagination. Let's see anything else in here of interest? Oh dear God! Anyway, <clears throat> these things can be picked up、uh, online just about anywhere.、Um, <clears throat> Uh, you can also pick them up in local stores, or I mean, certain shops, exotic shops. But <clears throat> if you don't have any toys, dude, check it out. And、uh, trust me, your lady will appreciate the effort. Back in the days when they first started selling vibrators in magazines. Or they, they didn't have computers in those days, so they you know, had to sell through the magazines. But they were they were sold as handheld massagers, you know. And they always showed the model, you know, using the vibrator on her neck or her her back or her shoulders or something like that. You know,、uh, the tagline was、uh, "Ease those sore muscles instantly." And they were all the same thing, you know, pink, 
um, two-speed vibrators look like a bullet or something like that, you know. Uh, very unimaginative. But uh, with the women's liberation movement and uh, all things being equal, uh, vibrators uh, expanded and became things of art for the most part. And dildos the same way. Now there are dozens of different styles of vibrators. They have five speeds now. They have attachments now. Uh, they even have the little finger massagers. Little thing slips over your finger, so it's very discreet. You can carry one of those in the purse and just, you know, get off into the restroom during your lunch break and come back feeling much better and more relaxed. But anyway, there's so many to choose from now. Uh, I don't see how you could go wrong with buying her anything like that. They have the wand vibrators now, which are, uh, as, as implied by the name, it's a long uh, stick kind of thing with like an egg-shaped vibrator on the end of it. And those reach all the hidden places and they're uh, lots of fun, lots of fun. You know, don't forget that if you make her happy, she'll make you happy. And uh, it's usually worth it in the end to go the distance and uh, stretch your abilities a little bit. see what else is there. Oh, hang on. Well, anyway, um, all I can say is that uh, dildos and vibrators, they are as much a part of the bedroom now as pillows and comforters on the bed are. So, you can't go wrong with one or both of those items. Um, you could always bring the subject up to your lady friend and uh, see what kind of reaction you get. And just go from there if she's willing to talk about it and possibly experience a new aspect of lovemaking and Damn, go for it, dude. You will be very, very happy about the outcome. At any rate, I'm sure we can go into other aspects of the bedroom playtime another time. But for now, I guess I'm just about worn out. <laughs> so I'm gonna call it a night let you all go explore the nether regions. Alright? Anyhow, hopefully I will see you or at least speak to you again next week. Till then, take it easy, bro.
today. Wow. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Randy is a word. Yep. And uh, educated is now a new word. Yes, yes, yes. yes. There's uh, some Google searches that must be done. <laughs> Google's going to be burning up today. Oh, yeah. What yeah, the hell is that? have to turn the age gate off on it. Oh, bad boy. Find out someone. See what's, what's what. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to it again. Ready? No. What? No. <laughs> I think once is enough. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what we got next. How about what we think? Number seven, North by Northwest for 99 cents. Okay. If yes. you can go by North by Northwest for 99 cents, that's I a pretty cool love trip. the titles. This week, Dave and Sadie get into the email brown bag special, say goodbye to a great actor, and then get into the topic of the name North. Mm-hmm. Oh. Afterwards, the two disclose the ultimate fate of Twinkies, and Sadie questions the logic behind 99-cent stores. Huh? Okay. See, I love the 99-cent stores. Oh, well, you see, our dollar stores have now... Uh, $3. <laughs> felt the pinch of the economic downturn. Yep. And all the, all the useless crap everybody needs is now two and three bucks. Mm-hmm. Even our dollar store is a buck and a quarter. I know. If you go to Dollar Tree. Yeah, that's just not right. Mm-hmm. No. Well, let's see what they have to say. All right. And we'll find out what they think. Okay. Like the segue? I see what you did. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Let's go. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Verbank. This week, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to stay with... Our scheduled routine. Our format. Yes. As it were. And what we're going to do, we're going to jump right into email. Okay. Because we, I went through and I got like, I think, four good emails for us. Cool. Yeah? Well, Very cool. not so much us, more you. Oh, yeah? I mean, you are the, the star of the show. So. Oh, yes. I have a star over my dressing room and everything. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go ahead. I've got my iPhone ready. I'm pulling them up. Okay. And <clears throat> this one, this one's more directed to me, but I thought it would be funny just for okay. you to. Okay. Oh, I get to read them? Yeah, you get to read them. Okay. When are you going to change those goddamn advertisements in front of each show? Lovingly submitted by William. <laughs> it doesn't say lovingly submitted by. No. It just says, William. Well, David, when are we going to change those goddamn advertisers <laughs> in front of each show? I honestly don't have no plans on changing them, to be honest with you. I wonder if he means change or eliminate. If he, Maybe he's just tired of listening to the same one all the time. Well, see, there's a solution for that. I see he wasn't specific, right. William. I'm sorry. Specifics help. Yes, but there is a solution. Either way, if you're just tired of hearing the commercials. Yes. Because, yes, I do understand we've been running for six months now. The same thing over and, yes. and over. Every single and episode for every single show. Probably is starting to piss off a lot of people, actually. Yeah, that's true. But there is a solution. Yes. When you go to our page, jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast, pick any show that you want. Yes. It says, listen ad free. Yeah. You click on that button, yeah. pops up. Yes. Higher quality bitmap, just a whole better show altogether. Uh-huh. 99 cents, click on it. It goes, welcome or enjoy this Jazel Modcast show. 
we have our intro theme goes right into the show. Yeah. No advertisements whatsoever. So basically, for the price of a cigarette or a uh, Tootsie Pop, depending yeah. on your addictive level, uh, one could listen to us ad free. Yes. But we do have to do some advertising, William. I'm sorry. I hope you understand why. It's my fault. See, I wrote this crummy book. I'm trying to sell it. And that's why we're advertising it all the time. See, if you'd buy it and get all your friends to buy it and everything, we might not have to advertise the book anymore. And we could do something else in the beginning of each show that would irritate you equally (laughs) over a long period of time, of course. And we can sell 250 copies. Of my book, book, yes, will change the ad. Yes, by God, you got a you got a deal there. If we and we're working on that, we're taking steps. Can I say we're taking steps yes. to get my book into the stores? Actually, you know, because it's like the odds of somebody stumbling onto my book at Amazon.com while they're there buying uh, erasers and uh, sex toys and whatever else they're buying from Amazon.com. <laughs> <clears throat> are slim to none. So I said to David, we need to get this book in the stores. And whatever the hell you have to do to do that, do it. And so he is doing that. And so soon, at the bookstore near you, you'll be able to buy Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for dinner. Also, I should say that um, after this show, we're actually going to work on getting you know, finalizing and getting the book into yes, we are. the stores. Also, this week I've spent several hours, Lacey can verify this, I literally rebuilt the ebook. And your yes. ebook, because it's all done in HTML coding, I went through all almost 300 pages doing the HTML coding, added new stuff, and that will be coming to the Kindle store near you. Aha! And for those special Prime, Amazon Prime members, yeah. you're going to be able to read the book 100% free. Only for Amazon Prime. Yes. That's just a nice little contract that Which we Which is just a little freebie there for you. So there's, there it is. We sell yes. neither, it, and it can be a combo of ebooks to print books. We sell 250 of them. We'll switch out with the Absolutely. We'll change the ad for you, William. Thank you for your email. Now, I have to say, this one is my favorite one. Okay. When I read this, I was just excited. Yeah. Jay Zaman's What We Think. Good day, mates from Perth, Australia. Oh, I guess that's good eye mites or something. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I have a really crappy Australian accent. I love your show, Sadie. My mom and I listen to it on iTunes Australia every Tuesday. Can you give a shout out to my mom? Her name is Lauren. Thank you for all the free entertainment. And this is from, I hope I say it correctly, Petra, possibly Petra, P-E-T-R-A, in any case. And so, yes, mom, hi, Lauren. It's great to hear that you're listening to me. That's uh, all the way from... Perth, Australia. That's a that's exciting because who knew? You know, I mean, I don't think I realized. Well, to be that, honest with you, I had to get on Google Maps and find Perth, Perth, Australia. Yeah, it's on one of those coasts, isn't it? Yes. On the isn't it on the far western, western coast, coast of Australia? Yes. See, I knew that. 
And there's this really long, long, long road through the middle of Australia to get to it from Sydney, say, <clears throat> or somewhere else. Yeah, I watch uh, National Geo. Uh, okay. I, I know all about that shit. But I think it's really cool that we have international listeners. I'm very excited about that, and I'm excited that you and your mum like to listen to us. I hope mum understands about Americans and how nasty some of, <laughs> of us grown-up old lady Americans can be with our mouths. But, it's, you know, if she doesn't know now, she will learn if she keeps listening. Well, and I not think... all grandmas are like I am, I should say. That's, I'm sort of unique in that way. Lots of grandmas around here uh, in this country are gray-haired, knit a lot, and never swear. I don't have gray hair, even when it is my natural color. Uh, I gave up knitting a long time ago because I'm really shitty at it. And obviously, I swear. So, <clears throat> there you go. I'm a different kind of grandma. I'm sort of a... 21st century grandma. Yes. I, I am a grandma. I do have two granddaughters. Beautiful young girls. But um, that's kind of where my association with grandmaship ends. Right. I'm well, sorry. also for the, the, what was it, Lauren? Lauren. And Petra. And Petra. I think within the first couple seconds of the show, of what I say, every episode in the beginning, that should kind of set the Mom tone. Mom should have caught on by now, unless Petra doesn't let her listen to that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you ready, Mom? Okay, I'll turn it on for you, and then when you get ready, you just come on in and we'll listen, okay, Mom? You know, I can hear that happening in their home. But um, and, and sadly, I don't really know, I'm not familiar enough with the name Petra, or as I said, maybe Petra. I don't know if that's a girl or a guy. I, I don't know. I haven't got a clue, but it doesn't matter. Whatever you are, we're delighted to have you yes, as, absolutely. as listeners. And hope some of your uh, Australian mates might also pick up on the whole thing. All the way to Perth. That's That blows me away. That's, yeah. I, that, that's why I said that was that my is, favorite that one. Is, that is really totally cool. Yeah. Because I always kind of localize it. You know, like, I sort of think of it as, as you know, I, I, I try to think of our listeners as at least out of the state. Right. You know, but I rarely think of them as being in a whole other country somewhere, let alone that far away from here. That's a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a rather wet one as well. Yes. But I mean, even flying, it's a long way. I thought Liberia was a long air trip, and it was. But That's only the dude, halfway they had like twenty-four hour plane trip, you know, just to get there. Amazing. So yeah, that, yeah. that was exciting. Cool. That's very very cool. So you made my day, Petra and Lauren. You made my day. So I hope you guys continue to listen. Um, when you guys get a chance, also you can email and I'll read it back. I'm kind of curious. Now, did they come on to what we think? Episode one, or oh, were they from? There's a, that's Wayne a good Burbank. point. Did because they start one. with us in the beginning, or have they just hooked up with us? And not that they would have missed all that much in the beginning, but um, it was a whole different format. We talked about lots of different things than we talk about now. Yes, mostly um, uh, nostalgia, and uh, you know, days gone by and all that crap. 
which I find interesting. Some older people find interesting. A lot of young people don't necessarily find it all well, that Well, the interesting, interesting thing is, is Win in Burbank is still getting downloaded. Even though we've stopped recording. Oh, Burbank, well, there, there you go. Well, recorded. then maybe they listen. They, they must be listening to Win in Burbank then. Yes. Hello? You just answered your own question. Well, I don't know if they particularly are listening to Win in Burbank. But I mean. Well, if they, if it's still being downloaded. Yes. Is what we think getting down to them or is. Are they still getting when in Burbank? You, you no, know, no, I'm no. not making myself clear uh, with that question, but when, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, when in Burbank is not in circulation. Okay. The only way that you can go and listen to when in Burbank is if you go to the Jaselmon website and download it. Oh, from I there. see what you're saying. Okay, okay. So broadcast-wise, it's no longer being syndicated. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Here comes email number three for you. Uh, this right. one kind of made me laugh. Okay, uh, Sadie, please, please, please don't split a show into two episodes. I had to go back and listen to part three to get part four. It just takes the fun out of it. So now you know what I think about your podcast, and that's from Michael Dean. Well, Michael, you have a really good point, and, and believe it or not, uh, David actually told me about this This is the email I email. Before I read it just now, uh, because he said, you know, he was totally right. That was not a good thing for us to do, and we're never, 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 never going to do it again. No. So if we go over the hour mark, we'll we go, go over, over the, the hour. hour mark. Yes, we're not going to split it. So, yeah. And for me, being the editor slash producer of the show, I'm the one that puts everything, all the content together. That is my fault. I apologize. There's That's, no such thing as fault. It's just, you know. Right. It seemed like a smart thing to do at the time. Oh, guess not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Live and learn. As we have said in the past, we are a work in progress. Not that that's necessarily an excuse, but it is a fact of life. And, uh, and, and that's why we asked for your feedback. That's yes. why we asked you to send us emails. Because unless somebody had said something, like Michael did, that... We would have known. Yeah, and, and, and fortunately he spoke up and possibly for thousands of other people who thought the same thing but didn't figure it was worth the trouble to email us about it. Uh, so we may be solving more than Michael's problem. We may be solving the problem of a lot of other people as well. So, as I said, lesson learned. We never, never, never going to do it again. We promise. Because it's not like we know what we're doing. No, it sure is. isn't. <laughs> God knows we don't know what we're doing. So thank you for your, your comment, Michael. And um, I took this one into serious consideration. I actually went back, listened to episode four, and I agree if you don't listen to episode three, you're not going to have no clue Out in what, dark. what episode four in, is. In uh, the woods. So In the dark. Okay. Solution solved. Yes. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Last one. Okay. I'll just hand it. Okay. Alrighty. What we think podcast. Hello. Just a couple of thoughts to share with you guys. One, I think you guys should do. Wait a minute. The light's going out, and I can't. I'm. See, this is why I don't have a smartphone. I'm not smart enough to use the damn thing. I think you guys should do what we think. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think that's. I'm reading there. I think you guys should do what we think about Hollywood stars and such. That's that's a cool one. And two, have guests on the show. I thought having Russo on the first show really set it apart 
from Wynn and Burbank. I agree with you. And we have a show coming up. Oh, there's more? There's okay. More. Okay. We have a show coming up where uh, Lacey Montoya guests on the show, too. Uh, number three, keep it funny. You should ditch the serious stuff. Yes, I know. And that's my problem. I tend to get very philosophical and serious, and we're trying to fix that. <laughs> I'm not sure how we're going to do it. Maybe I should get drunk before every show. <laughs> I'm a hoot when I'm drunk. Uh, number four, keep the segments. You had that episode with no segments, and it felt like your old podcast. I'm not sure what one he's referring to, but you probably know. And then, I know it's not Monday night, but now you know what the fuck I think. LOL. That's very good. And is it signed? Let me see if I can. Yes, it is. Love, Jamie Patterson, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Jamie, we have no idea whether you're a guy or a gal, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm a see, I know Jamie's of both sexes, so there you go. Uh, but all of your points are really super good and, and helpful. Uh, I do like the idea of doing the Hollywood stars and and such. As oh, it's, it's, it's easy. Jamie it's, says. It's easily done because you can make fun of them without even really trying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're funny anyway. Uh, having guests on the show might be a little trickier because we don't know anybody that likes us. But uh, No, that's not true. We do know people that like us. We don't know anybody that likes us that would come out here and do a podcast right. with us. Well, that and we would have to kind of work around. Not only, because even though I open up and say every night, you know, every episode, it's Monday night, in reality, it's not Monday. Yeah, it's really. Just, it's, a, it's a catchphrase that I, I started and I'm using Monday. I kinda, right. But sometimes I have to work around your schedule and Ernie's schedule. You have to work around my schedule. Right. Right, and then and then we have a guest. We got to work around their, their schedule. schedule, so it might be difficult. But we can, we, if we can think of anybody that'd be cool to have, we'll we'll invite them. Absolutely, absolutely. And then keep the seg or no, keep it funny. Right, the, ditch the serious stuff. We're working on that. Honest, we are. <laughs> it's hard, but we're working on it. Uh, keep the segments. You had that episode with no segments, and it felt like your old podcast. Do you know what? Jamie's referring to there. The only thing I can think of, because as of right now, as of this recording, there's four episodes up. Uh-huh. And episode three and four had segments. Okay. Episode one had segments. So the only thing I can think of is episode two, I think. Maybe we didn't have segments. Maybe we didn't have segments. But you have to remember, Jamie, is that that was recorded back in May, for one. And that's going to be our second podcast coming from Winter Burbank. So it's it's... How do I explain this? We still wanted to go back into the routine of Winter Burbank because we did 20 weeks of Winter Burbank with that type of routine, with that type of... We sort of slipped back into it rather than wanted to. And then in episode three, we went back into the segments. Episode four is is the split, you know, which um, I think Michael, what's his name, said something about it. And episode five, we did, we had segments... No, episode five is... I'm trying to get this all right in my head. Well, we did one with my uh, with my wife, Lacey Montoya. She finally sat down and did an episode. And there was no segments in that one, uh, just because I wanted Lacey to get comfortable Oh, talking. that was when she and I went off on uh, whatever the hell we were talking yeah. about. What were we talking about? 
So there was no segments in that one. Yeah. Maybe um, that's the one Jamie's referring to. She hasn't heard it yet. Oh, well then that maybe Jamie's not a she. Jamie could be a he. I'm sorry, Jamie. but <laughs> yeah, that's, Jamie's, that's very true. Jamie could be a he. That's very true. Could, in fact, it could be Jaime. Not even Jamie. Ooh, that's true, too. Yeah. So there you go. We're doing the best we can with limited knowledge here. Okay? <laughs> Anyhow, we are definitely paying attention to what you're saying, Jamie. And, and yes, we are working towards, A, getting funnier, B, having more uh, entertaining su- uh, subject matter. And we'll work on getting guests in and staying with the segments yes speaking of segments it is now time to move on every week now we take a look at you know great people that have passed away in the week uh and we call this saying goodbye yeah this week there were several but i i felt that there was one in particular that was more noteworthy than the other ones of trying to explain who they were and Unfortunately, because I was a huge Soprano fan, I, I watched a lot oh, of Soprano. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And this week, James Gandolfini yes. passed away while he was at a film festival in Rome. Yeah, at too young an age. Yes, he was only 51 years old. Um, and, and from what I get out of the information that's being provided, they were going to kind of give him an award. They were going to play some clips from other really? movies and oh, stuff. Really? sucky. And, and it was the night before. Oh, man. And Didn't even get his award? No. Oh, that sucks. And, but the worst part about the whole situation was is that his teenage son is born. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Well, what can I say? It's he, hard, to, hard to keep humorous at this point. Right. That's, that's a sad situation. Um, and for those people by wild chance that actually don't know who James Gambolfini is, he is, uh, he was. or he was famous for playing Tony Soprano in The Sopranos. He was the main honcho. He was the main bad guy. And he was one of those characters that even though he was a bad guy, you found yourself, because he was such a lovable character, you found yourself rooting for the oh. bad guy. And, mm-hmm. and there was many uh, episodes where he was with his uh, shrink, and there was lots of comical dialogue back and forth. I personally enjoyed the show, and though unfortunately I never met the gentleman, I actually felt like it was a personal loss when yeah. I heard that he passed. Well, away. and I read somewhere someone said of his acting skill that he was a genius, and and I, and I think they based that was based largely on the fact that he portrayed his his bad guy persona in the show in in such a way to create the, the reaction that you have uh, from it in terms of uh, he, he was a bad guy you rooted for and, and that sort of thing. Right. So. And it wasn't like he he was like a shade of gray. He was just a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. But he, he delivered it so well that you know, I think he, I think maybe people forget that bad guys are people too. That's true. Um, according to TMZ, uh, some of the other things that Gandolfini uh, was famous for and he made appearances in was Get Shorty in the 90s. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's a good movie. The Mexican, which I believe is a Ro- Robert Rodriguez film. Okay. And your your favorite 
pet peeve movie, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, I had no problem with Zero Dark Thirty. I loved that movie, by the way. That was out fucking standing. That was a great movie. Well, I really dug it. The name. Yeah, well, because <clears throat> my brother was in the Navy, and I clearly remember him saying the phrase, Oh, Dark Thirty, repeatedly. <laughs> And you know what are you when when are we going? Oh, we're gonna get up at O Dark Thirty and go and stuff like that. And so, but as I told you at the time, it's kind of hard to to title a movie O Dark Thirty and have that work in print and right and because it's so Zero Dark Thirty works better for that. And my brother may have been the only person that said O Dark Thirty. I don't know. It's just what I grew up with and heard a lot. Well, I didn't grow up. Well, yeah, I did. My brother is five years older than I was. So by the time he was in and out of the service, I was still a kid. Right. Um, Gandolfini, it was survived by his wife, Deborah Lynn, who gave birth to the couple's daughter, October 2012. That was just last oh, year. Uh, he also has a teenage son from a previous marriage. Oh, oh, oh. So, for Mr. Mr. Gandolfini, he will be missed. Um, he will largely be missed, especially by the, the Sopranos group, because I know that they were pushing to try to make a Sopranos movie, you know, big screen movie. Okay, so, we're moving, mo- away, moving from... away from the sad and, and getting into the comical. <laughs> uh, another episode, or not episode, but another segment that we do every week is called The Helping Hand. And usually what it is is because Hollywood's elite is normally brought up for bad issues. You know, this person's coked out or this one's done something stupid or streaking across, you know, Broadway, you know, butt-ass naked. So I figured, let me look every week to see if I could find something good. Um, you know, just because just because the general stereotype of all Hollywood is, is bad. You know, is not necessarily true. Oh, all anything isn't anything. So, anyway. with this week's helper, we find who was actually one of my absolute favorite actors in the entire world, Robert Downey Jr. is this week's I like helping Robert hand. Downey Jr. And this actually comes from the Telegraph, which is in the UK, big popular newspaper. Uh huh. Uh, and it was June 14th, 2013, written by Chris Irvine. And the article says, Robert Downey Jr. has confirmed that 18-month-old boy who burst into tears after being told he was going to meet Iron Man, only to meet the man who portrays him. Heather Dino took her son, Jackson, to watch filming for Robert Downey Jr.'s latest film, The Judge, in her hometown of Sunderland, Massachusetts. Downey, who portrays Tony Stark in the successful Iron Man and Avenger franchise, spotted the little boy and went over to say hello. Miss Dino told Jackson that Downey Jr. was Iron Man. Confused because of the lack of the trademark metallic red and gold suit, Jackson burst into tears. The actor put a comforting hand on the boy and calmed him. Miss Dino said that uh, Robert Downey Jr., also known for his portrayal of Sherlock Holmes, was a sweet and nurturing, and she could tell that he was a good father. 
he was there for 10 minutes just to get a good picture and make Jackson smile, she said. And his people kept telling him he had to leave and was late for shooting. So I can't believe he stayed. So, and that was just... How old was the kid? 18 months. That's like telling Zoe Mickey's coming. Yes. And then have some guy walk in with his Mickey suit out in the car. <laughs> Here's Mickey Mouse. No, man, that ain't that mouse. So oh, well, anyway. And it, I thought it was cool because he could have just like, fuck it, I'm he could He could have blown it off, yeah, and he didn't. That's cool. That's a good thing. And okay, so one, one for the stars. Yes. One for the stars. Now, as we move away from the... The helper into the helping the, hand. Yes, the helping hand into the headlines. Good God, I can't believe I'm about to do this. <laughs> this week in the headlines, yeah. it's all about uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye, Kanye West. Kanye. I was close. Yeah. They sprouted a a little girl. Yes, they do. Well, this week, they went public with the child's name. Oh, good. What'd they name her? <laughs> the child's name now, is... Now, be careful. You don't want to insult anybody. Be careful what you say. The child's name <laughs> yeah. is Northwest. Northwest. Yes. Two words or one? West is the last name. Oh, yeah. Kanye West. Uh, and the first name is North. North. That's kind of interesting. No. No, I think, no, no, I think no. that's interesting. I think it's interesting. They named a child a direction. Hey, do you know anybody named Savannah? Sure. Mom got knocked up in Savannah. Come on. <laughs> give me a break. You know, and, and of course, uh, what's her mom's name? Chris Jenner? You yeah. Know, she's already pimping the child out. The child's not even, what, two weeks old. She's already getting pimped out. Next thing we know, we're, we're going to find out that the child's going to have their own line of, like, perfume. And it's going to be North by Northwest. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I wonder if they've thought of that. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> Maybe why they named it Northwest. I think it is a girl, by the way. It is a girl. Yeah. Um, North. Come here, North. How do you nickname that? Northy? Nor? Nora? Maybe. North, no. Northy. I like Northy. Well. That's weird. People like me. North? Yes. People like me that just like. Now, don't get me wrong. I like unusual and unique names. My kids' name, Jaden and Zoe. They're very there you, unique. There you go. But there is no way in hell I'm going to name my fucking kid a direction. Where are you going, North? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you. I mean, go fucking North. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. 
Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazomon.com. name my kid in a direction. I'm sorry. That's kind of like naming it up. Yeah. <laughs> or down. Not to pick one over the other, necessarily. So, they're interesting enough. Go figure. There's more intelligent people in the world. More people like me that had the same reaction. Like, what the fuck are you on? And so there's a lot of, like, not hate mail, but they're getting a lot of Ration feedback. of shit, yes. They're getting feedback over their decision. Well, Rob Cardassian, and I, I believe Rob Cardassian is, is the gentleman who started his own sock empire. Um, hey, you got to start somewhere. It, well, he's happy. In the news, in the headlines, you know, of course, uh, Northwest is born the name. Everybody's kind of up in arms about the name, how fucking I, stupid it is. I do think it it's kind of funny, I have to say. It, it, it's it's going to cause problems for this child. Oh, yeah. Having the natural name that I have, which is not, as you all probably know, Sadie Burbank isn't my given name, okay? 
My given name was a real PIA when I was a kid. In fact, it still is because I have a two-word unhyphenated capitalized first name. <laughs> and nothing in this country works that way. No. Forms, papers, even you go online and try to type in two words for a first name and they freak out. You can't do that. And no hyphens either, Roger Rabbit. You know, okay. So anyway, just speaking from personal experience, I'm telling you, this kid's going to have a little bit of a problem. Yes. You know, people are not going to believe her. They're not going to think her name is really North. Her teachers are going to give her a hard time for being insolent in school. Just trying to offer some suggestions of why they might want to give her another first name and have her middle name be Nora. Well, here's my thing, too. But if they do, it'll be a bad one. Yeah. It'll be like North by Northwest or something like that. But here's so. my thing is, well, again, her mom being Kim Kardashian, why didn't they say South? Because that's what Kim Kardashian's popular for is going South. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Okay, let me read this real fast. Okay. Rob Kardashian defends Kim Kardashian's baby name, Northwest. It sounds cool. I do think it sounds cool, but it's not... At the same time, it isn't a good idea. <clears throat> the, oh, oh, and this is, uh, this is from U.S. Weekly. And it's from June 26th. And it doesn't have a, the writer's name. I wouldn't want to put my name on the right, you know, if I have to write an article about Kardashian. <laughs> it says, Haters gonna hate. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have been mocked for naming their newborn baby girl Northwest. But Kim's brother Rob, for one, is a fan of the unusual moniker. And, of course, this, the decision to stick to their guns. Um... Phoning Ryan Seacrest at KISS FM radio show on Wednesday, June 26th, the proud uncle defended his sister's controversial choice and said that he thinks the name is cool. His quote, I told Kim and Kanye this. I'm like, yo people, are you always going to talk? Whether it's good or bad, there's always going to be haters. But do... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to read this with a straight face. But do what you guys feel. He revealed to Seacrest, who produces a family's reality show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> That's a oxymoron. Yeah, there. really. Family show? Yeah. Keeping up okay. Like, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, you're coming up with some weird celebrity crazy name. You know how it is. But, Northwest, it sounds cool, he added. And North is the highest point. So it has a lots of meaning. <laughs> okay, well, here's, okay, here's, here's <coughs> for me, the bottom line. Okay. It's her kid. That's true. She can name her kid any fucking thing she wants, in my opinion. It's her kid. If you don't like it, don't, you know, it's like watching TV and going, I hate that show. Well, change a fucking channel. You don't want to know what the kid's name is? Ignore the kid. It's cool. Like I said, if you got knocked up in Savannah, your name, your kid's name got to be Savannah if it was a girl. Hopefully not if it was a boy. 
on the other hand, if you got knocked up in East Uterus, Ohio, would you still name the baby East Uterus? Probably not. Um, there are a lot of places where people have done that. Okay, if you want to, if you want to get carried away, what about names like Sunset and okay. Summer and 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 Autumn Breeze and Moonbeam and shit like that? Some of them came out during the '60s, and some of them not so much. But I just—it's kind of—it's—it's a very personal kind of thing to me, you know. And if they—if they want to name their child something, she's going to have to deal with the rest of her life. That's their problem. What do you got? Oh, uh, Lacey actually found the birth certificate. Oh, okay. Of of said infant. Of North by Northwest. We'll just call her that because I think that's a lot better. Yeah. What about? Norwegian names. You know, I mean, they got like a whole different name thing. In fact, wait a minute, was it Norway that I read that they got a thing about how you name your kid? Yeah, what was We that? did an episode on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't Norway. It was like Greenland. Yeah, Greenland. Yeah, because they got a certain amount of names you can choose from, and that's it. And I thought that was very strange. But it's working for them. You know. Uh, it, it's funny because... We used to know a lady, I, I, I remember her fondly, so I'm going to say her name uh, because I'm not talking ill of her in any way. She's a dear soul. I hope she's still with us. Her name is Juan Shula. Very unusual name, but not unheard of in the past. But she introduced herself by saying, I have a real unusual name, you know, thanks mom, and that kind of thing. In her, when her parents were naming kids, people did that years and now years. Now, what and was years, the name? Her name is Juan Shula. W A N S H U L A. Juan Shula. But see, here's the point I'm trying to make: is they people years and years and years ago, they used to make up names. You know, we think that now we think it's unusual that people make up names for their kids. Uh, but that isn't true. It isn't unusual. It's just that for a while we got into the David and John and Bob yeah. routine. Well, two, name, two names of those are names of my sons. But, uh, you know, uh, Barbara and uh, Mary and Linda uh, kind of did get overused. And, and people wanted to establish their, like, identity. And the only thing I had trouble with was not what they named their children, but the way they spelled it. Because people would spell, they, they, they still do, they're into this whole cute thing of spelling Susan. But what bugs me is if, if, if somebody names their kid, let me see if I can come up with one. Um, okay, let's say Suzanne. And they spell it S-O-O-Z a-Y-N-I-E. I was taught phonetic spelling, okay? I can I can pronounce any word I've ever, whether I've ever seen it before or not, because I learned phonetics, all right? So I look at a name like that, and I try to pronounce what's written, and it doesn't come out Suzanne. It comes out Susanie, Suzanie, Suzanie, whatever. And then they go, it's Suzanne. And, well, fine, but it fucking doesn't look like Suzanne. If you're gonna, if you're gonna name your kid something ordinary, 
and you want an unordinary, is that the right word? Unusual spelling for it, at least observe phonetic rules so that, because you can do that and still spell somebody's name, but sadly, some of the people doing that don't have the training in phonetics that I have. And so they don't understand the syllabic. That's right, syllabic, syllabic. They don't understand that certain syllables are spelled a certain way. And if you spell certain syllables a different way, they may or may not sound like you think they're going to sound. And just because you spelled it that way doesn't mean it's going to sound that way when someone pronounces it. So be prepared, you know? Because it's like when we got the email from Petra. It's spelled P-E-T-R-A. Well, my pronunciation, Petra, sort of comes from my association with the word Tetra, which I am familiar with. However, I have training in Spanish, so it could be Petra. And on top of that, it could be Petra, for all I know. So <clears throat> I would expect someone with a name like that to be understanding of a total stranger's inability to get it the first time out the, the bat because never having seen the word before, I'm just having to go by my phonetic training. Oh, that's right. not a good idea. Swinging back to the Cardassians. Yes, yes, yes. Staying online. Um, here is the official statement from Kim Cardassian. This is... Oh, about Baby North. It just freaks me out all the time. It's scary. After a difficult pregnancy, it's just really painful everywhere. And a dramatic preterm delivery, Kim Kardashian is now in baby heaven with daughter Northwest. My new motto, happy mommy, happy baby. Kim's new life as a mom is revealed in Us Weekly, including the E-Star's biggest shock about motherhood, that she's actually a natural. I feel myself getting really protective. A source close to the new mama tells the magazine out Friday, breastfeeding is working for her, and she already feels she has bonded with Nori. Fitness trainer Tracy Anderson adds that since Kim's nursing, she's not dieting. And Kim's longtime friend, Robin Anton, says that little Nori, who was born five weeks early, at four pounds, 15 ounces, is beautiful, and Kim keeps telling her how much fun it is to be a mom. You just have to roll with, uh, you know, what God gives you. As for Daddy Kanye, who is currently crashing at the Jenner home along with Kim and the baby, the magazine reports that he holds Nori all the time and doesn't leave her side for more than an hour. He's a great guy. But, according to Us Weekly, he's not changing diapers. I think her name will definitely probably be unique. About choosing Northwest, apparently some family members questioned the unusual name, but Uncle Rob was not one of them. Kim's brother spoke up on Ryan Seacrest's radio show today. I told Kim and Kanye this. I'm like, yo, people are always going to always gonna talk whether it's good or bad, and there's always going to be the haters, and just do what you guys feel. Northwest, sounds cool. North is the highest point. So highest point I, I mean, it has a lot of meaning to it. <laughs> well, at least in his mind. That's yes. That's, uh, and I'd be curious to know, and they didn't say, I was hoping they would, whose idea was it? Have, has anyone said yet whether it was Kanye's idea or hers? It was Chris Jenner. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I don't no. know. I just, idle curiosity was there. I'd be, I'd be curious to know. But see, now she's, is, they're calling her Nori, and that solved one problem, because I was like, how, what are they going to call her, Morphe? But Nori, that's kind of cute. It's seaweed in Japanese, but that's okay. 
you know, you can't go too far with that. I mean, good right. God, you know. Like I said, it's it's her baby. It's her it's her thing. If she wants to name her kid Dirt, she can name it Dirt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, really, you think? I think it's kind of cute. Northwest. I, you know, I, I, cute insofar as it's clever. Yeah. I think it's clever. I do think it's going to cause problems for the kid later on down the line. But they might get by it with just calling her Nori. And, you know, the kid. And who knows? You know, by the time that kid's in school, there will probably be a thousand other kids named North. You know, because a lot of other people are going to go, well, by God, I can do that. I'll name my kid North west or east or south or <laughs> east uterus or whatever you know and so they will and that's okay more power to you guys go for it now staying on the headlines but we're going to change directions a little bit anybody that followed us on Wynn and Burbank will reflect and will remember the the conversations multiple conversations that we had about the great Twinkie debate oh yeah yes and after many months of not enjoying the creamed-filled heaven, delight. <laughs> we now know the ultimate fate of yes. Twinkies. Yes, we do. And S. Sadie Burbank. Yes. Has that info. Candace Choi from the AP Associated Press. Uh, her headline is. Quote, sweetest comeback, unquote. Twinkies to hit the shelves July 15. Twinkies are coming back. Hope Hostess is betting on a sweet comeback for Twinkies when they return to shelves next month. This was printed in June. Well, this is June. Hello. Well, it's not June. It's actually, what, August for the listener? Well, anyway, whenever the hell it is. Twi- <laughs> Twinkies. Twinkies are going to hit the shelves in July. Uh, the company that went bankrupt after an acrimonious fight with its unionized workers last year is back up and running under new owners and a leaner structure. It says it plans to have Twinkies and other snack cakes back on shelves starting July 15. I'm not going to read the whole article. It's quite lengthy, but you get the point. Twinkies, <laughs> you know, and my uh, youngest son said, They'll do something the world cannot get by without Twinkies. I'm just that's and a, they did. I'm just quoting. Okay, and yes, they can't, and yes, they did. They can't keep you down. Is it, is it, it? Can we do this one too? I was actually that you set me up. I was going to say since you brought up products, <laughs> but you, you did that purposely. Okay, I did the math on this one. Okay, for and I don't know if 99 cent stores. 99 cent only stores right. are all over the country or not, or even more so outside this country and in other countries. I doubt that. I kind of do too, but if you live near or have visited a 99 cent only store, I have a complaint that I would like to lodge against them. And my complaint is this. They have a sign at the entrance of their store, and it says, All prices will be rounded up to the nearest dollar. Okay? Okay. When you go into the store and you buy an item, it's on a shelf 
and under the item is a sign that says only 99 cents or sometimes less than that. Sometimes they do have things that are less. Uh, sometimes they'll say two for 99 or 69 cents or three for 99. But according to them, there's nothing in the store priced more than 99 cents. That's their claim to fame. Okay. But remember, there's a sign at the door that says all prices will be rounded up to the nearest dollar. So when we went the other day to the 99 cent store, which I do like, by the way, I frequent them. Um, I noticed when the young lady was ringing up our items, and it's all automated, you know, it goes bing across the zip or the barcode detector, you know, bing, and, and it really does make that funny sound, bing. Um, then it goes on to the computer screen, which you can see if you look, and it says uh, one cucumber, uh, and it says point nine nine, and then it rings it up at a dollar. And I said something to my husband. I said, what is that? How come it says a dollar? It's supposed to be 99 cents. And of course, typically a male, he's going, ah, never mind. Shut up. It's only a, it's only another. I said, that's not the point. The point is it's a fucking 99 cent store. (laughs) It should be 99 cents. So, and every single item that was rung that had been priced at 99 cents rang up as a dollar right and except for the four items we bought that were 69 cents but now, rounding up they to a ran, dollar and they though. rang up 70 cents okay okay now let me let me continue all okay. right so we get the the receipt and i had i I did the math. We had 24 items at 99 cents. Right. Okay. That comes to $23.76. We had four items at 69 cents, which totals $2.76. The combination of those two totals is $26.52 before tax, license, and dealer's prep. However... The subtotal on my receipt is twenty six eighty, not twenty six fifty two. The difference being that one little extra boom that they did to put it up to a dollar. And I say, if it's a dollar, then it's a dollar. If it's ninety nine cents, it's ninety nine cents, not point nine 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 nine, which is the way the receipt shows it. See there? The receipt. Each item that's rung isn't rung at 0.99 cents. It's rung at 0.999 cents, thereby allowing it to be an, a number that can be rounded up to $1. But 99 cents or 0.99 is not a number that is entitled numerically, mathematically, to right. be rounded up another fucking penny to a dollar. So I say if they're going to charge 0.999 cents, did I have that right? Yeah. 0.9999 cents, if that's how much they're going to ring up something for, then every item in the store should be price marked. 0.9999 cents, not 99 cents because 0.9999 is not equal to 0.99. No, it's not. 
and their name is wrong then because it says 99 cent only store. They should be 99.99 cent. Exactly. Exactly that. Lacey's got something she called up on the computer. <laughs> now, while we were talking, Lace went and checked the it's 99centonly.com and it's the pricing policy. Effective September 21st, 2008. After more than a quarter of a century of holding the line on prices, inflation has caused 99 cent only stores to now add a charge of 0.99 cents. 0.99 of 1 cent onto the base unit price for the merchandise. And we want to clarify how our 99 over a hundredth of a cent pricing works. First, we want to emphasize the price we charge for the item we sell will appear in a total form on the register display before purchase is made. This is the price that will be charged for the total purchase. If our customers do not believe this price is correct or do not wish to pay it, they do not have to complete the transaction. We are committed to making sure that no transaction is completed unless and until the price is acceptable to our customers. When the final price is tallied and displayed on the register, please know, please know you have the opportunity not to complete this transaction. Once the purchase is made, you have, the, you have agreed to the purchase price. And so it is important for the customers with any concerns or questions not to proceed before transaction is made, i.e. before payment is made. To put it simply, the price that appears on the register is the total price we are charging with applicable tax added and the items you have selected. If you complete this transaction and pay this price, you are agreeing to the price for the item selected and present for purchase. Well, that's all well and good, but like I said, then don't call it a 99 cent only store. I agree. And I mean, they may as well call it a 50 cent only store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, because it's it's not 99 cents only and it's not 50 cents only, it's 0.999. And besides that, how many of us impoverished people who have to go to the 99 cent store to make ends meet read stuff like that on our computers before we go shopping? That's and true. of course you don't have to complete the transaction. What kind of bullshit is that? You don't have to complete the transaction. Well, you don't ever have to complete the transaction. Of course you don't have to complete the transaction. Huh? Okay. Now, the next piece is single purchase of item group for sell at base price, for example, two for 99 cents. Listed price, 99.99 cents for a quantity greater than one. Actual purchase price, $1 for all items. But they don't list that, it says 99 cents. That's the price on the, on the shelf underneath the product, 99 cents. And I'm sorry, folks, but 99 cents isn't a fucking dollar. No. It's 99 cents. I agree. And I know that the difference between what I paid of 26.80 and 
And what I should have paid at twenty six fifty two is not major. I don't think I've not for one minute do I think it's major. That isn't my point. My point is call a spade a spade. And I didn't mean that in any other way except call a spade a spade. Right. If it's ninety nine cent only, it's ninety nine cent only. If it's point nine 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 nine, then call it point nine 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 store. <laughs> And put .9999 prices under all the products, which they won't because that costs them money to do. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, so they're, they're saying that since 2008, they've had this huge financial burden that they've carried because they didn't round up everything. Another, Come on, give me a break. You just figured out a way. It's like gas prices. How much is gas today, honey? Three seventy-eight. And nine tenths. How much was it yesterday? Three seventy-eight and nine tenths. Right. Well, then it's three seventy-nine, isn't it? That's the way I figure it. But no, see, I'm sorry, but that crap they put on the computer about why we do things is bullshit. <laughs> it's just pure. You you want to know what the fuck I think? That's what the fuck I think. Okay. <laughs> And again, it's not the money. That is 20 some odd cents or whatever. That isn't the issue. And the fact that they've got a little sign on the door that says they're going to do that. I didn't even see that until I got in the car and I was bitching and pissing and moaning about it. And my poor husband sitting there going, yes, dear, whatever. Shut up. Pay the dollar and go, you know. And I see the sign on the, on the building. And it says, we're going to do this. We're going to. Bend over, pull them down, we're going to stick it to you. <laughs> Except the sign's little, okay, and kind of up there, out of the way. I didn't see it going in. And if I had seen it going in, I still would have had the same reaction. Knowing about it ahead of time doesn't change anything. And there you go. Now, if anybody else feels the same way, I'd love to hear about it from you. Or even if you don't. <laughs> yes. In fact, I'll, I'm going to post, uh, don't put that away. I'm okay. actually going to take a picture of that and I'll put it up on our website. Okay. For okay. this episode. Okay, yeah. No, and if you, if you disagree with me, that's okay too. I'm used to being disagreed with, uh, at least on some levels. And so that's cool. But, uh, you know, like I said, it, call it what it is. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And I hope I didn't get serious. Because I didn't mean to be. I mean, I am serious about this, yes. but I'm trying to keep it light here, folks. And humorous. It is humorous to me. So there you go. And that's it for this week. That's it. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss St. Bernie. And now you know what we think about Hollywood baby names should not be directions. <laughs> the return of Twinkies. And by God in heaven, if it's 99 cents, make it 99 cents. If it's a dollar, then make it a fucking dollar. Right. Call it dollar stores. Oh, we can't do that. Somebody already did. Yes. <laughs> Doggone. And now you know. And now you know. See you next week. Bye-bye. And it's a little known fact that Twinkies, the original Twinkie sauce, the white stuff, mm-hmm. was just lard and sugar whipped together. I believe it. Yes. But that being said, that lard and the sugar... It's still much healthier than the chemical crap that's in them now. I believe it. Because those things have a shelf life of, what, four million years? That and cockroaches. So, yeah, the uh, the, the, the Twinkie, 
is is well, it played such a prominent role in, in Zombieland. Exactly. For a reason. Exactly. Yes. You've got to have a Twinkie. Yeah, the snowballs, the consistency's crap. Yeah. And I said, well, you can only, man cannot live on ding-dongs alone. That's right. You need a Twinkie. That's right. It's interesting to think that, you know, in the far, far future, it'll be cockroaches sitting around eating Twinkies. Yes. Yes. With their little cockroach feet up on their uh, skulls as uh, footstools. Yeah. Our insectoid overlords. <sighs> Those will be we the should days. just surrender right now to the cockroaches. We should. Yes. Let's go find one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn myself in. That's a good idea. I should go. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah, try. Sure. Next episode. <laughs> Seeing red number eighteen. Here comes the pain. Oh, Brock Lesnar's uh, subbing in. I think so. We'll wait now. No. Well. This week, Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave talk about piercings, tattoos, and alcohol. Then, question, does this lead to machoism? I know machoism. for a fact mm-hmm. I the think third it's thing on that list can lead to the first two things on, <laughs> yes. on that list. And it all sucks at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to the... Should we? Oh, yeah. Why not? We're here anyway. Yeah, we'll give him a shot. Here it is. Here comes the pain. Yep. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. Rebecca, how do I explain this with Rebecca? Though Rebecca is a girly girl, you don't want her walking through a metal detector at an airport. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. She's a, a piercing fanatic. A fanatic? No. Piercing fanatic is someone who has, like, every t- possible piercing pierced. I do not. Okay, just on your head, how many piercings do you have? Um. Okay, let's see. One, two, two three, three, My head? No. Two. One. Three. Two, four, three. five, this six, seven. Stop, let me count myself. One, two, three, Twelve. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Psych, never mind. I, I was off by three. <laughs> my, my case is made. But a lot of them are in my ears, okay? Only five are on my face. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, five. Okay. So, anyway, before we Four. started recording, you were talking about the experience. Oh, okay. Now, did it hurt getting... Because... Uh, just explain, because you just got more piercings done. Explain to the listeners what you got pierced. I got um, both my traguses pierced, and I got my lip redone. And that's all you got? I thought you did something with your ears, too. That's the tragus. No, I meant your lobes. No. No. No, no just about these two, the traguses, and the, that's enough. Because I don't, I don't like to get a lot at one time, because you have a... You have a chance to get an infection, then you're gonna. It could spread to all your piercings at one time. So right. Um. So did they hurt? What What was it that hurt? Well, I was really freaked out because this, my lip had a, has a big mound of scar tissue on the inside. Uh huh. So I was scared about that because I know that scar tissue hurts to pierce through. And then the traguses, which are the little the little nubbies on like the hole to your ear canal, is that right? And they're a thick cartilage, and they're, it's like on your face, and everybody's like, yeah, that hurts so bad. It's going to make your whole jaw hurt, and it's hard to sleep, and I was like, that's why I've been holding this off. I've wanted these for years, and I'm like, I was like, I really want them, but do I want them that bad? Like, 
and I'm already I'm like I have like traumatized experience with ha with having my my cartilage pierced anyways, so I was just holding it off for a long time. But the traguses did not hurt at all. I didn't even feel it. I don't know if it was because my adrenaline was so high. Right. But there was no pain, and right now there's still no pain from it. Except now you have pain. My lip. Because I smacked her. I'm kidding. It hurts really bad. <laughs> it's really swollen. But she did get smacked. Yeah, I got smacked in my piercing the day after I get it done, and now it's all swollen. By her uncle. <laughs> and it hurts. And... So if you hear intermittent slurping sounds... It's me. <laughs> I gave her a popsicle, so... Yeah, helps the swollen go down. I gotta tell down. you my, my traumatizing experience was. Because uh, I was freaking out really bad. It was embarrassing because the, ta the, 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 the professional piercing lady, she looked at me all crazy. Uh-huh. She's probably thinking, like, this girl has all these piercings already. Why is she being such a baby? Right. So I was like, tell my friends, oh, man, oh, man. Like, I was like, wait, don't go yet. Don't go yet. Like, I was just being a baby about it. I really was. And <laughs> that's how I got pierced. I got two piercings at one time. I got my nose and I got industrial. And industrial is when you get a bar through your ear, basically. It's two piercings and it's like a bar. Right. At one time. And... I I told her, I was like, you should do my... Whichever one doesn't hurt is worth first. Do the more painful one after. Because you know if you're going to go get a piercing and the, you get the more painful one first, you're going to be like, oh my god, I don't want to... Right, you don't want to do it again. Yeah, I don't want to do the, the other piercing, I just want to go. You know what right. I'm saying? And so I was like... A lot of people said, like, don't get both your industrials at one time because you'll never you'll never be able to sleep because it hurts so bad. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get one done. But he's like, yeah, let me do your industrial first. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I thought I was going to die. It hurt so bad. And it didn't even hurt when she put... It did hurt when she put the needle through. But what hurt was when she put the bar in because she... For, I don't know if she like, ran out of the size of gauge for the needle or what, but she pierced it with a smaller gauge size than she, what she put in my ear... So, essentially, it ripped it. It was like, here, I pierced it. It hurts like a motherfucker. Let me go and shove something huge in this hole that doesn't even fit. Mm. And then on top of that, I got my nose done after that. I was just like, I just want to get this shit done. Like, I feel like I was going to throw up. It hurt so bad. Then it got super infected. It got a keloid, which is when you get cartilage piercing and you don't push that skin. Because they push the skin out and you don't push it back in. Right. The piercer. It'll cause the skin to grow out, outwards, so it'll be a big, huge lump. Got a keloid. The keloid got infected, so I started picking it off, and it would grow back every time. Finally, it didn't grow back. My ears are normal. They're not deformed, but it was super infected. It was really... I probably should have taken it out. It was so bad, and I'm probably lucky that I didn't get a really bad infection. Because have your whole ear chopped off? <laughs> it was nasty. It's, the infection smell, it was horrid. Every time, and then finally, it would start to get better. And every time it would start to heal, my hair would get wrapped around the bar, and I'd go like to brush my hair, and it would rip, and it would get infected again. Uh -huh. This happened. This went on for two years straight. And I was like, I will never. People are like, Are oh, you gonna get the other side done? I would never do the other side, ever. Like, I'm never getting it done. It's gonna stay like the way it is. And that's why I'm traumatized from piercings. But I think I'm over that now because I got this done, and I feel like not every piercing is as bad as that. Well, there's, there's only one more place to do that. Pierce. Like my eyebrow. I'm not piercing anything else. Hmm. Um, why? Why piercings? Well, I like them. Explain. I just like them. Now, this isn't this isn't so much co-host Dave kicking in. This is brother Kevin coming out in me. Um, it's I don't know it, it because I remember Rebecca as this 
sweet, innocent child <laughs> with no tattoos, no piercings. She looked like the average little girl. And though I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and yeah. I, I've come to accept it, and, and it, it is because I'm, and I've said this many times, you know, on air, off air, I'm just not a big fan of, of women getting multiple tattoos. Yeah. That's just my my culture where I came from. Um, you know, and then my baby sister has, is just that. How many tattoos do you have? Um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven tattoos. Twelve. Twelve, Twelve tattoos. tattoos. I have three. That's yeah, all. they're pretty big. I mean, I and I'm pretty sure you want more. I did afterwards, but now mm. because it's been so many years, it's been over he, 10 he years. Needs to, I, I think, I don't say he, he gets get more, but he should filled. get it filled. Yeah. The, the Taurus? Yeah. 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 It's faded a lot, but, um, I don't know, I like, I like the way the piercings look. I mean, that's part of it. It's not just, I mean, oh, it's not like a, you know, I want to be rebellious type of thing that everybody thinks it is. I just like the way they look, but I also, I like, like, the rush and it sounds weird to say that but it's like masochist no <laughs> I'm not an but it's like cause when I'm trying to get a piercing or a tattoo it's like I, I feel like I'm not gonna be able to get through it I feel like I'm not strong enough to take that pain but I always am and that feels good like even especially when I get tattoos like I when I get tattoos because I'm I'm not a wuss but my pain tolerance is high but after so long especially when it comes to shading a tattoo it kills me so I'll start counting or saying the ABCs. I'm like, and I'll think in my head, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, I just can't take it. It hurts so bad. I can't push it out of my mind. Right. And I always make it. And I'm like, yes, I made it, you know? Just promise not to get no tattoos on your face. No, she won't. Never. I would never, I would never get a tattoo on my neck if, or my face or my she, hands. Ever. If she ever got a tattoo on her face, I'd slap it off of her. <laughs> I wouldn't. Because that to me... Okay. I'm, like, a beauty-oriented person, like, I'm going to become a cosmetologist. I love wearing makeup like that. Mm-hmm. Piercings, you can take them out. Right. Once they, or even, you know, you can take them out and never have them back again. Yeah, you're going to have little scars, but you can cover those scars. Right, we'll cover up. Yeah. I would never, to me, I don't think people should put tattoos on their face and neck because it takes away from their actual looks or beauty, in my opinion. I agree. Because you can't, I mean, well, you could get it removed, but... There was a, a guy who works at the hospital, and I had met him years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just recently ran into him again, and I, I didn't realize he still worked there. Mm-hmm. And he found Jesus, and he decided to take off all his tattoos. Now, the last time I seen him, he literally had neck uh, all the way here up to the top, right under yeah. his jawline, down his neck, down his chest, down his arms, to his fingers... You know, and he had them all removed. And he said that that was the most excruciating pain that he had ever experienced. I'm sorry, but that's crazy. I, I wouldn't I spend that much money. I don't understand money. why finding Jesus had to remove your tattoos. Because they were racist tattoos. Oh. They weren't, you know. Just regular old average tattoos. Right. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a story being told in the tattoos. Uh, I thought about that before he got it. 
I see some I see some really stupid tattoos. Was and I'm he, like, really? What, what was he? Was he a white hairy? skinhead? Yeah. 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 <laughs> probably. Probably. No. Now, for you, you don't have no tattoos, right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Same time. Or piercings. I was going to say, I was 24 when I got my very first tattoo. Mm. Um, right before Jaden was born, I got I got the, the dragon. And everything, these three tattoos are significant to me because mm-hmm. they have meaning. This is the jade dragon. My son's name is Jaden. There's the connection. Um... I'm, I'm born May 8th, Taurus. Mm-hmm. There's the Taurus. And then the double-headed phoenix was something that kind of derived from the X-Men, which, you know, their character, the phoenix. Mm-hmm. So that was a symbol of, um, how do I explain it? I, I'm sorry if there's lots of slurping in the background. Sorry. Um, the phoenix kind of represented my, my imagination, my my goals, everything yeah. that I wanted to be. But I asked Sean, who, who did the tattoo, I said, put a second head on there. Yeah. And for me, having a double-headed phoenix means that... There's two days. Well, no. There's, <laughs> there's, there's always a possibility. There's nothing ever set in stone. Yeah. You can write, you can go right, or you can go left. Yeah. And that's what the double-headed phoenix stands for. It, it's my dreams and my goals. But... Nothing's ever set in stone. I mean, best case scenario, I published for 20 years, decide to hang it up, and now I'm babbling in front of a microphone, you know, every week. Mm-hmm. You know, there and there's no there's no direction to it, and yeah. that's what kind of what this tattoo meant to me. Um, so no, see, that, that's the same way I'd get tattoos. Is uh, I'm gonna get her name on my chest, and I'm gonna get a Gemini symbol. Probably on my arm. Bipolar symbol. Yeah, bipolar symbol. See, that's funny. You say you're getting her name on your chest because, um, uh, yeah, Rebecca's known this for a while. I'm pretty sure does. Um, Lacey, my wife, she's been wanting me to get her name tattooed on me, and I won't do that. I won't do that. We've been together for almost 20 years, and I just I won't do that. I don't know why. A superstitious thing. Maybe, maybe. You know, I mean, after 20 years, you know, we were 17 years old when we got, well, I was 17, she was 18 by the time we got together. And, you know, but it's still, that's a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like, you know, there's any type of deviation from our relationship. You know, we're still going strong. But still, it's just that concept of, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I won't. I don't know. I wouldn't even put my kids' names on. Now, really, I would. I would consider, like, a a portrait of the kids. I would do that. I would go and have a portrait done, and it, I'd I'd actually put it over. I already thought about this in advance. If if I were to go, it would be both the kids together in one picture, and it'd be over my heart. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. A lot of people don't like to put other people's names on them, like. I'm not the type of person, like, I would just tattoo anybody's name on me. Right. Let me tell you that. Because I see people, like, I got, I got a list of 20 people, and they all got X's over them. Like, oh, this one's the right one. 20 people later. Like, that's stupid to me, but. <laughs> yeah. My dad's got uh, my mom and Frankie's name tattooed on <laughs> So. 
I but I know that I'm gonna be married to Aaron forever. And if something ever did happen and we broke up, I, I would, would be. I wouldn't. I would be crushed. Well, let, let me just let me just. It's say, not gonna happen, no. okay? It's not gonna happen because I'm a loyal person. I know he's a loyal person, right? But hypothetically, if something ever did happen and we did break up, I wouldn't regret getting it because it meant something to me, and it's part of my story. Right. Mm-hmm. And and speaking of the wedding, and, and I've been thinking about this. I. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit. That Melting. Out. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to eat as fast as possible. I changed my stance on the last name situation. I think you should change your name to Rebecca Illich. Why? It's actually got a good sound to it. it it's okay. some of those. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I hear you say Illich every week. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, Gro- it's growing on him. <laughs> <laughs> you the know, Russian I, I, is coming out. Huh? But I, I think you should. Now, I already, I already told her him professional I, name's still gonna s- stand, right? But I mean, yeah. legally, I, think I already she told him I'm going to because I like to give him a hard time, and he gets all butthurt and he gets really mad because I guess it's like a man pride thing. It is, but uh, I'm changing. I am legally changing my name to Illich, even though I hate the way I, I hate the way it sounds when I say it because I have because yeah, yeah, Illich. No, I, I do not. I don't sound like that. Okay, um, at horrible. all. But I probably just destroyed the microphone with that <laughs> laugh, cackle thing. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. Anyways. Uh, I'm I'm very excited. I mean, now that, even more so, now that I've, I've got to know uh, Aaron, you know, it, it's, I, I'm very, honestly, excited. very excited that you yeah. guys are, you know, because. <laughs> Shut up. She's being a dick. Did now we actually met? Correct me if I'm wrong, but we met like 30 minutes before we started recording the first podcast. Yes, is that when we we first met? No, no, no. When we first met, it was uh, what maybe a few weeks before Zoe's birthday, and you were pretty much seeing to get permission if I could come over from Lacey. You're like, you should go over there and meet him, right? So he's not like. <laughs> you, no, he. When did you meet? That that was the first day. At, oh yeah, it was the first day. At when? The. It was the day before her birthday party. Okay. And then, but you came over and you met him, but you didn't really talk to him that much. And now you know, and it's it's kind of the thing that makes me feel good is this whole purpose. Mm-hmm. And and I said this all the way in episode one. And I don't know if I've said it again, but since we're nearing, I think this is episode 17, 17 or 18 or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, that's, how do I explain it? The whole reason behind podcasting is, is I wanted to talk to friends and family. Yeah. I talk to you and Rebecca every single week. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, now that we've podcasted more, we actually talk a lot more on the phone or I just come over or you come over. Yeah. You know, you're, we're a lot more involved with each other's lives than prior to podcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the main concept behind the podcasting has done what I want it to do. It feels like I've reconnected with my sister, mm-hmm. you know, and... I've connected with you. Yeah. You know, we are family. 
and, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Even if, God forbid, something were to ever happen, which would be really, really interesting, because I'd still make you two get together and do scene red, even though... <laughs> yeah, that Nothing's ever going to happen. I know. I, 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 I'm not even going to put that doubt in there, because I know nothing's ever going to happen. Aaron's my soulmate. People don't believe in soulmates, but he is my soulmate. But And I'll... I'll, uh, I'll how, do I, how do I say this? Out of someone who's been married for almost 18 years, I married my high school sweetheart. Well, she's pretty much my high school sweetheart since I'm still, still in high school. You know, the best thing is is, is communication. Mm-hmm. Even if it hurts to talk, it still needs to be communicated. Oh, you don't know me, man. I'm. I, she will is, cuss you out no, and say every other word under the sun and no. be like. I I do this because this one thing I hate about him is like <laughs> I, I like I'm like. I'm like, no, I'm still talking. Get over here. You're going to talk to me now. You're going to fucking listen to what I have to say. I'm like, no, I'm going to like, the room. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I make him listen to me. I talk, to, we talk it out. Like, I'm not just like, oh, I'm mad. I'm going to walk away. We're going to walk away. We're going to get pissed off. Which works for some people. Like, they cool off or whatever. Right. I have to keep talking until I'm not mad anymore. Because if not, then I get even more mad. And then I get even more mad. Right. And then I get crazy, so... Well, it's the wedding's coming close, and I'm excited, and everything's coming together nicely. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have my piercings by then. <laughs> Mom, so you, probably, Mom's so slip. No, no, she went off on me, Kevin. I wanted to slap her. Told me I was a homely freak and all that stuff. She's like, you're getting your wedding pictures taken tomorrow. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if you're not holy enough as it is. I was like, really, Mom? She goes, yeah, you just want to be a freak, don't you? You got your lip pierced twice. I was like, first of all, where the hell have you been? I've had this piercing on my other side, the other side of my lip pierced for what two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does this really make me look that the tragus isn't, isn't even bad? You can't even if I put my hair. Well, I don't have long hair, but if I did, you could cover that. Right. All I got was this, but I'm so homely. But whatever. And then she, in the next minute, she's like, Yeah, I just think that you need to stop being pierced because you're 25 years old. It's time to grow up, and I don't know some bullshit. Uh, it, it is what it is. I try to tell her, I'm like, Mom, I'm a grown woman, and if I wanted to pierce my nose together or some weird-ass shit, I could. Right, it's your choice. Well, see, yeah. that, that's the thing I was telling Rebecca, is I've always wanted piercings and tattoos, but I've never really had I'll get blamed for this. Yeah, By she will. anybody who doesn't like it, I, I'll get blamed for this. The because first I'm time influence. I met her, I told her. She's, I was like, well, I've seen you had piercings and tattoos. You know, I've always wanted some of those, but I right. never really had money to get it. Or... Well, and, and what I'm going to say sounds very sexist, but I'm going to say it, mm. just put it out there. For you, as a man, the only thing I think, if, if you're going to get anything pierced, I, I think it should be your ears. Yeah, I'm getting for, it. Because <laughs> for a man in the professional world, and, and I know this, I see this happen all the time, mm. You walk in, just say, just hypothetically, you have the same exact piercings as Rebecca. Oh, I'm... I'm... Though Rebecca has the same exact piercings, they're going to pick her over you. Because you look more... That makes... And, and this is society. This is not... No, I, I, I know. This is society. It makes you look more thuggish than her. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me look like I'd be like a random dude off the street. Right. Because I've been there. Like, uh, ROTC, like, take your piercings out. You know, you're not supposed to have that. You're supposed to look professional. I've been in DECA. They take, they say, take your piercings out. You want to look professional. Because I met a girl that had, you know, the nose piercing. The septum. Yeah. 
and all this other crap on her face. And they left. She left it in during uh, it was a state uh, competition, right? It was a statewide competition. She left them in, and then she cried her eyes out. She was like, "Why did she pick me?" She had one of the best present- presentations, but she didn't look professional. Right. So, you know. He's not, he's not getting the rings. He's getting the little studs. Mm. I'm taking these out. As soon as... It feels weird as hell, let me tell you. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel human. Natural. But because I swell so much when I get pierced, as soon as these suckers heal, I'm probably just going to put the little the little diamonds like this the one. The studs. Yeah, it's like a little small, small diamond. I don't like big, bulky piercings. No. I actually have a piercing. I And it's still open. I there can put an ear. I can yeah. I can put an earring in my left ear right you got now. One ear. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one. He's oh. a rebel, people. He's a rebel. Oh, but I it, the story that comes with it. Oh my god. I was seventeen. I woke up with a hangover and a pierced ear. We'll what? Just, we'll just leave it at that. You didn't know? I don't remember. You still don't remember? Um, only what I've been told. What was is we were, we were going to our cousin's house, our brother, you know, Randy and I. Yeah. We were going to. I'm not going to say his name, but we were going to one of our cousin's house. He's one of our older cousins, mm-hmm. and we were drinking and and doing things that you know we, we shouldn't Weren't supposed to do. Yeah, especially for 17 year old. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> now we tease that. <laughs> You're a masochist. That's just a joke. Yeah. But I, I think it's honestly to say that our our middle brother is very much close to borderline masochism. Yes. And I say this because this I remember. So he pierced his nipple? Yes. Okay. He grabbed his nipple, pulled it out, grabbed a needle, can. lit it, didn't give time to let it cool down. Mind you, we were, we were drinking really hard stuff. Lit it until it, it turned red, grabbed his nipple, and went whoop, right through. Now, the, the humorous part about this is it was crooked. It went in crooked. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think he, he pierced his ears and who knows. His what. tongue piercing? Uh-huh. The, he must be a masochist because I've never seen anybody gauge their tongue. I've seen it. It's gauged? His, I don't know if it still has or not. His tongue is gauged. His tongue ring, because he's taken it out and I felt it, is so heavy. I mean, what could you compare that size to right there? That's the ball on it. That's about the size of a dime. The ball on his tongue ring is the size of a dime. So, I don't know exactly what the gauge size is, but it's huge. Huge. I'm like, I'm like he's like, yeah, I stretched it out. I'm like, why? I mean, and not even that, but it's huge. Right. Pretty soon he's going to have a freaking apple <laughs> on his tongue. It's going to be so big, he won't even have a tongue anymore. Yeah, really. It'll be a hole. But, uh... That's weird. He, he <laughs> hears some other things, too, that... Prince what? Albert in a can. What? Prince Albert in a can. No, for real. <laughs> um, no. He didn't go through it, did he? Not, not, not the initial. Just lower region. That area. He pierced his own testicles? His sack, yeah. Oh my... His cell. His cell. By himself. Yeah. And it, it was... 
And if Randy, if you're listening to this, it, it, you've got to go back on some good memories because that shit was funny. When we left, he was like, you know, those back in the olden days, people used to ride horses, and you would get bowed legged from riding the horse. Yeah, he was like, well, that's the way he was walking. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> see, even at my my peak of being intoxicated and and forgetting the point where I get my piercing. Yeah. Even at that level, I still have a bit of common sense saying, well, I'm just going to pierce my ear. I'm not going to pierce anything else. But the whole thing is, like, that's so dangerous to, like, pierce your own testicles or your sack whatever because if that got infected, you could lose it all. Right. And he only had, he, he couldn't afford to lose it all. Right. So, but that's just crazy. I, I don't know what's wrong with that boy. I, I think it's almost equivalent to, like, cutting. Yeah. Maybe that's, you know... It's just you that. do it to help release your pain or whatever. Right. Yeah. That so. shit gives me pain. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's pierced himself a lot. He's had, I know. He, I know he doesn't have them all. And he's tattooed himself. And... But I know he has a lot. I've tattooed myself too, though. And I hate tattooing myself. It's traumatizing. It's not really trauma. It doesn't hurt. But it's like you know it's coming, and you're like, oh god. Here we go. It's like you want to close your eyes, and you're like, shit, I can't close my eyes. I gotta look. Right. But the best thing about tattooing yourself is you can stop anytime you want. Right. He's like, okay, I'm taking a break. But he's crazy. He likes to inflict pain upon himself. And he, last time I seen him, <laughs> he he has lots of tattoos. And well, I, I sent Lacey some information I found on him to her Facebook. Uh, I don't know if she was going to use that for anything. I don't know if it's recent information or if it's valid information, but it's information nonetheless. Like his address, his phone number, etc. I have his phone number. Working phone number? personal phone number? A cell phone number somewhere. And it worked. I don't know. I well, you should, call your, you should call your brother. Yeah, your. He won't contact me. Really? Yeah. Just be like, hey, this is Kevin. Uh, you need to talk to your sister. No, he needs to get dick slapped. <laughs> with the with the dick, I don't think he has anymore. Supposedly, it, from it what I heard, fell, it probably fell off. It probably pierced it. And it probably got gangrene and <laughs> fell off. Okay, on to other things. Well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah. But anyway, to to conclude the story, I did wake up. It was uh, it was a Saturday morning. And you were I, watching cartoons. I know. I rolled over on the couch. <laughs> I rolled over my left side, and that woke me up. I'm like, ah! You know? And uh, I realized that I pierced my ear. It really hurt that bad? Or are you just being a little overly dramatic about the story? Uh... I was being overly dramatic. Oh, okay. <laughs> In real life, it was probably more like... What is oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, and at the time, I had very long hair. And I don't know, long hair with me had just been a thing. Anyway, um, so I knew Mom was going to freak out. Because the Over only... ear piercing? Oh, yeah. God. My mom and your mom, even though the same person, is was a different person back then. Would have freaked out. She did freak out, but I'm getting there. <laughs> so I dropped my hair because I usually, you know, always wear my hair back in the ponytail. I dropped it long, which for me, being young, was that was an indicator. How very rare did I always let my hair down? I yeah. always wore, you know, it was like almost wake up, put my hair back in the ponytail. It's like, you know, instinctual. Yeah. So when I walked into the house with my hair down, 
that was like someone waving red flags behind my head, you know. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to say nothing, but, you know, of course, Randy walked in. Well, he didn't really walk in the room. He ran in the, ran in the house. He's like, hey, look. And he lifts up his shirt and shows off his, you know, his nipple. Did he really? <laughs> And, and was, was my dad there? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. What did he say? Probably Randy? Heard. Yeah. Oh, son. What did you do? That looked painful. I remember. It. That's it, was, it? It was just like, I think he was in shock. <clears throat> we never told him what else he pierced. God, he really was in shock. <laughs> But anyway, he's like, "Yeah, look, my nipple ring," and and he's excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey," <laughs> and he got an earring. Jeez, oh, yeah. and mom's like, "Let's see it." Like, oh, really? Do we have to go through this? Really? So I pulled my pulled my hair back and and showed my ear, you know, with the the hoop, and she looked at me with these scornful eyes and she goes oh you've disappointed me really yeah and then of course because at the time Lacey was girlfriend Lacey we, we weren't even engaged at that point we were just boyfriend girlfriend we'd only been together for a little bit she was pissed because you know she wanted to pierce my ears I was too much of a chicken shit to get my ears pierced but you know when you're drinking tons of vodka you don't feel anything yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm with you there. <laughs> and probably have to get me drunk to get my piercing. And Why? that's that's pretty Cause. much what happened. Really, God, you guys should oh get drunk to get piercings. If you can't get a piercing sober, you don't deserve to have it. Um, well, we'll see when when, when we come through. With when <laughs> Rofa, when um, I showed mom. The, the dragon tattoo because that was my very first tattoo guy with a dragon tattoo oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she 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 said that she would not talk to me no more it's because it was a dragon that's why yeah why what's so bad about a dragon because it's supposed to represent the devil or something yeah, like well, that well yeah the in the biblical sense they think the dragon is like the antichrist or the devil or I don't remember exactly off the top of my head but yeah she was she was way more pissed than that than than the, the piercing. So it's funny because like I I always beg mom like I want to get something pierced. I want to get something pierced. She's like, no. When you're 18, I was like, come on, come on. I worked on her for a long time. And finally, she's like, when you're 16. I was like, really? <laughs> I thought she was lying. Like I was like, wait up to my 16th birthday. I was like, tomorrow's my birthday. You're gonna let me get it pierced, right? She's like, yeah. If you can take the pain. She's like, it's going to hurt so bad. <laughs> she tried you to psych know, you yeah, out. you know how bad it's going to hurt? Oh, it's going to be painful. And then after I got she goes, I didn't really think you'd go through with it. I was like, proved you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first thing that you had pierced? The Libray. Define. <laughs> the lib- I, could, I know you guys don't know all the, the piercing lingo, but... The Libray is basically, like, above your chin. It's it's not high enough to be considered your lip, but uh-huh. it's like a little. It's like it's like above your chin. It's in between the chin and the lip. Yes. Gotcha. And I remember the dude put this huge ring. Okay, I mind you that it's way down here, like the piercing. I still have like I, I could probably put one in there if I tried hard enough because it's I had it for a long time. Right. 
and it's way down here, and that's a long place, a long way to go. Yeah. You can see the, the, it's probably about an inch. He put this huge ring in there, and it looks retarded, okay, it looks so bad, I'm like, this looks weird. He's like, yeah, when it heals, you can just change it out. But like, I remember I went to the Night Sister after that, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Why? Because it looked, the ring was huge. It looked weird. Did it? It did, but yeah, that was the first one I got done. I took it out though because it was it was the pleating my gum line. Right here, I have a receded gum line because of it. I don't want my teeth to fall out. So. And that's what I was about to ask you because um, our cousin, one of his teeth fell out, and he said it was because of of the lip ring. So that's very plausible that it could sit there rubbing against your gum for so many years that. It, that's and I didn't have it. Like, I didn't have it like ten years or anything like that, but. Just from the little time that, because I had originally I had a ring in it and I took it out after it healed and I put in the stud. Right. And that stud just rubbing on my teeth, it, it receded my gum line pretty far. Really? And I was like, you know what? I don't want my teeth to fall out. I'm taking it out. So I took it out because of that. But, like, the lip rings for me, they don't rub on my gums. They don't even rub, they don't even touch my teeth, really. This one rubs on my gum, but it's not too much. The Monroe piercing. Uh huh. So I'm not worried about that one. What about you? You you said you're gonna get a piercing, just your ears, and that's it. Snake bites. What, what she has? Yeah, but not as far. Cause it's what I have, not yeah. as far because what? Because of your other piercing, they try to line it up and make symmetrical, didn't they? Yeah, they, they are symmetrical. This one looks retar- it looks bad because it's so swollen. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like they they try to make it symmetrical because you they'll have that it, other piercing. Yours yours is gonna be about where mine is. I have a wider mouth than you. That's yeah. why you say not that far. But if you looked at him, it would be the same placement for him. But he his mouth is a lot like not as wide as mine. Right, Narr- a lot narrower. Well, even though we're <laughs> almost 40 minutes into this and we're actually getting ready to wrap up here very soon, what did you guys think? Of the new Evil Dead trailer. That looked really good. It, I want it. I want it. I want it. It's, <laughs> it's very rare. Well, no. Actually, it's not as... Well, no, that's not true. Because I did feel that the remake of Dawn of the Dead with Zack Snyder was better than Romero's. Yeah. Um, I have a question real fast. Go ahead. Wasn't the original Evil Dead like somewhat comical? No. Was the it? second one was comical. Second one, oh, okay. In fact, I watched the original Evil Dead yesterday before I went to work, mm-hmm. and the ending and everything was totally different. Where is it at? On is it on Netflix? Yeah, watch it on Netflix. We should watch it when we go home. Okay, yeah. Sorry. And there's part two isn't on Netflix. I couldn't find it on stream. Oh, okay. That's but good because we don't want to watch comedy. We want to watch it's, decapitation and mutilation. It, it's it's a little. <laughs> well, it, mind you, it was made in 1981. Yeah. So their special effects, they didn't have CG special effects. <laughs> you know, actually, I think that song was in there, to be honest with you. I really did. Really? Yeah. Um, and it was good. I, I, I did like it. Even mm-hmm. for the, the cheapy animation, not animation, well, there was some clay animation in there. But really? Yeah. But it was good. And then um, Sam Rainey came out a few years later, and he remade The Evil Dead to be more funny. I remember the one I watched. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've seen the one that you're talking about. <clears throat> the one I watched, it was like really cheesy, trying to be funny. Yes, yeah, that I think that was the one that I watched too because I remember watching that and I was like, I didn't really like. No, this. this one wasn't funny. Yeah, there was no funny pieces about. So it. So they literally remade it. Yeah, and, to and be like funny. Right, 
and they called it part two. Even though it's the same story, essentially, um, Bruce Campbell was in it. I don't know if the other characters, you know, the other actors. So, Bruce Campbell's in the first one, too? Yeah. And he was more serious? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the first one. I think I've only seen the second one, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. Because everybody's like, the Evil Dead is so awesome. Because it's become a whole film. It has. And I watched the second one, I was like, this is kind of lame. Like, it's really cheesy. Yeah. Um... But with the remake, they're going with the serious. They're not trying to be funny. Yeah, I they're know. Being, I like that. It, it's and very rarely will you hear me say I want to see it in the theaters. I don't want my Oscars copy. I want to see it in the theater. When is it coming out? Uh, next month in April. I have to see this movie. It looks so good. So technically, this month. Yeah. Where we're at. I don't know. It's still and and everybody pretty sh- probably already knows by now. Our time, the Jaisal, Jaisal Modcast time to real time is different. Yes. And especially since we've been rearranging tracks and trying to get things reorganized, there's there's probably a, the whole time gap. It's yeah. It's really jacked up right now. So hopefully after this episode, then we'll get everything you know, back in track with consistency on our end. But, uh... Yeah, I know. It's it's really late. We still got a few more minutes to go, though. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I do. I want to see it. Um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, <coughs> go check it out. Push pause and come back. And, and Because I want to talk a little bit about the trailer. Um, the the whole being raped by the tree, that, that always kind of tripped me out in the trailer. And that's what's oh, happened yeah. with the woman. Yeah. And then, but the end, the end of the trailer where she takes that, the, the knife, knife her tongue. And, and does the, oh, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It, I think it's going to be really good. It looks so realistic, too. And that's where we're at with CG. You know, CG from 81 to 2013, different, whole different animal. And it's gotten a lot, it's gotten a lot more affordable, too. Like, you know, before you see, like, in, like, lower budget movies that have like this really subpar horrible CG that was just like it's like it looks like the shit is just floating like (laughs) yeah I mean now with the high scale movies and you can see the green screen color on it yeah (laughs) with the higher like the the higher scale movies now they have the best CG and you can't even tell what's real or fake like look at Transformers and the lower the lower end movies they even have good CG now because CG is getting cheaper right I think as as CG gets cheaper uh, the technology gets more advanced. I agree. So, because you're always going to have your your top end of things. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and top end is always going to be the. Best. I always wonder, like, what are they going to do when you when you get things that are so realistic as they are now? What's the next step? What can they do to make it better? Actual hologram movies. Yeah. I, one, a hologram I say one day. Because if they make a hologram be... movie, it'd be going back to Shakespearean times. And why not just have a play? With CG, <laughs> right? They have holograms stuff already now. I've seen it. Well, no. The way I see it in my head is you put on a pair of glasses, and you have like full 360. Like you're there. That would yeah. be scary. It would be scary because you'd be like, that would, ah! freak, that would freak me out. Like that. That that's like five thousand dimensional. It would be like because <laughs> if something feels like it's around you. That would, you feel like you're literally in the movie. I, I yeah. like those, uh, I remember, 
I don't know where it was. Maybe it was Universal, but we went into this thing. It was for Shrek or whatever, and it was one of their like a three thing they have. Yeah, in in the the stage or not the stage, but the chairs move and like you, you really. I know I haven't seen it, but I know they have that same. They used to have that same thing at Disneyland. It was the Honey I Shrunk the Kids, mm-hmm. and they had the rats. And like when the rats came, you'd feel stuff moving and all that. And they mm-hmm. had a Star Wars one too, and I know what you're talking about. But I think one day, and I'm not saying anytime soon, because I I think it's going to be like far from now. They're not going to have actors anymore. You think it's they'll, all going to be CG? Just CG. Yeah, because they'll be able to make whatever what, char- what that character is. They'll be able to make that character well, look and sound what they want it to sound like. If, right? I, I say like far from now, not like around the corner like that. But if you look at it now, though, they can already do that because no, look at video games. I already know they can do hmm. that. I'm not saying they can't do it. I know they can. But but the reason we have actors and actresses is because they want you to relate to these people. Right. We know who these actors and actresses are. But as time goes on, because if you look at like. Even they're always gonna have to have the body, I think, like to do the movements to make it look yeah. more realistic, like they did with the they golem. Will. Yeah. But I think in the future that every movie, whatever they want the character to be, they can make that character look exactly what they want and sound exactly what they want. Well, yeah, and especially like for example, I was listening to a thing about orchestras and, and background music. Did you know that there's hardly any orchestras left in California because really? of this whole union thing that's going on? Uh-huh. So a lot of the movies are coming out with um, synthesized music, background oh, wow. music. It's not even real, you know, like they're not playing the horns or, or hitting Someone's drums. doing it with their samples. computer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sample, yeah. And they're putting it together that way. I mean, everything, for me, as a wannabe filmmaker, you know, mm-hmm. I want to get to that point and make a film, that excites Saves me. Saves a lot of money. Well, yeah, but that excites me because then that... that takes down less people I have to go through. Yeah. You know, eventually it people will be making their own movies off uh, at home. And they'll look amazing. Yeah. Because as time goes on it takes less and less people to make a movie. Yeah. It really does. I mean, with all the CGI they use now, they, they CGI a lot of characters already. Well Arnold look Schwarzenegger, at Terminator Salvation. Well I was gonna go with um, Avatar. You know, you get so involved with Avatar, you forget it's CG. Yeah. yeah. And it looks real, real, looks real, it looks very realistic. You know, and what is it, next year, next year when they... Release the next one? Yeah, when they come up with part two. You know, where are they going to be at then as yeah. far as CG? I mean, if, if you have someone that can take a knife and split their tongue in half and look real, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know, it's just... And that ain't makeup. No. Makeup ain't that good. It doesn't matter how good you you do makeup, you couldn't do it that good. Yeah. As I said, I don't I don't see this I don't foresee this for a long ways down the line. But I do see it happening where they're gonna have they're gonna it's gonna take as least people as possible to make a movie because they're gonna do it all on computer. Mm-hmm. Um, real fast, we're gonna take a, a segue and then we'll try to we'll link back in and we'll see where we go. Um, by now, everybody's probably noticed if you're you're listening to this on the Jayzo Modcast uh, website, you'll notice that over nor near our RSS feed button, you're going to notice it says "Listen to us on Stitcher Radio on Demand." We have been accepted into the Stitcher family. We are now syndicated, um, and what we're asking is, you know. 
just download the app. It's free. It's it's for the iPhone. It's for Androids. And for some odd reason, you guys just want to hear us on the way to Vegas or something, you just hit that app, type in Scene Red or any other Jazel Mod uh, show, and you know you listen to it right there. So we are now... We're growing. I know. We we started with iTunes. Now we're in with Stitcher. We're in junior high school now. So now we just got to figure out what's high school, huh? High school and college. Well, I know what college is. What's college? College is like uh, XM radio. Yeah, that's college right there. Serious satellite radio. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's kind of neat to say, and I don't mean to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I, I've gone through and I've listened to stuff and, and tried to re-edit it and make it a little bit cleaner. I didn't realize that whole point, you know, during January, I was just like, oh, I don't want to be a businessman anymore. I'm not a businessman. I'm an artist. You know, I, I you know. <laughs> and you kind of smacked yourself in the face of like, get it together. Yeah, it, it, and oh my God. And sometimes I, I was embarrassing myself. I didn't realize what I was when I was saying it because I was in the heat of the moment. But you know, li- re-listening to it, I'm like, oh my god, how embarrassing! Get, yeah. get over yourself. But it is. It's. I guess it's just because I've been doing it so long. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in me. Second nature. And I, like I said at episode one, and I just reset it. You know, a few minutes ago on this episode, I just did this because I wanted to talk with friends and family. Mm-hmm. I had no. Desire, yeah, you know, to expand. So now that I've made these deals with iTunes and Stitcher and, and whatever is going to come next, you know, our little radio show, our little podcast is, is growing, and you know, the network's growing. So proud, so proud. And um, you know, and I mentioned this uh, a few weeks back when when Aaron and I did that episode where it was just us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a few weeks now. Four, four weeks ago, I think. Anyway, you know, I, I said I had been creating, and um, I'm still creating. I'm, I'm writing uh, a new story, and um, I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to release what I'm working on. You, you should I, should I tell them or should I just kind of hold back? You know, I, would, I would hold back until you, your final thoughts are on paper. Um, I'll just say that Act 1 is just about done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's three acts in every story. Can you tell us the genre? I want a hint. I want a hint. Sci-fi. But no, it's not sci-fi. No? No. He doesn't do sci-fi. He did it one time. Um, was, and remember when he was on drugs? Yeah. Boy, he might have been <laughs> drugs again because, you know, He's not Grant Morrison... <laughs> yeah, that's his idol, right? You folks couldn't see that look. I just gave that was like instinctual. Like, anyway, what's the genre? Uh, no, it's gonna be action. Oh wow! And you know, because it is very late in the morning. It's actually almost four o'clock in the morning for us here in California. Um, I gave you what I've written, but you were too tired to read it. I can't even see it. My eyes are so blurry. Um, I'm traditionalist. It, it doesn't matter if I have a, a laptop or, or a... Back before I had a computer, I had the typewriter. 
It just feels better on paper. I, I, I cannot write a story. I can't even write a story on paper because my hands cramp up too much. Really? I can't... That's because you, you get all flustered. <laughs> I can't do a story unless I write it. Physically write it out first. That's yeah. the way I've always been. And But that's a good trait to have, though, because you always have the original copy. That's true. In fact, somewhere in the garage, I actually have my very first story that I wrote 20 years ago. Jeez. I look fine in that ancient thing. Oh, he doesn't write that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I am writing again. Mm. I, I, am, I will go out and say that we're, we're probably going to look into, like, uh, what is it, starters or startup or, you know, where they go and, and try to raise money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, because this project, on the low end of things, is probably going to cost about $40,000 to make. And I really, really want to make this project. Well, you can uh, you get these little uh, graph things that people could donate, and it, it shows like uh, uh, money accumulated to the goal. Right. And you know, you, you type in the cause of whatever. Right. And it'll show up, and it'll be like an actual graph that progresses with each donation. And it's it's been something that I've <clears throat> okay. I'll say this. Um, originally, I was planning on re not revising, but retelling a story. One say of Terry revamping. Yeah. One of Terry DeShear's stories, uh, one of my favorite stories of all times that he's written, I was thinking about turning that into a movie script. Well, when I sat down and start working on that, um, this story came out. I, because I, I'd sat there, and if you if you read the story between the moon and Mars, there's a lot of dialogue between the two pharmaceutical executives. And that's this is the, essentially the whole story. They're telling... They're telling the backstory, but they're just talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was trying to put that in because you can't just have a 90-minute movie or, well, say an 80-minute movie of two executives standing in the office talking and in the last 10 minutes of the movie have action. Yeah. You have to literally go and retell the story that he's been told in another perspective. Mm-hmm. And that was really difficult for me, and then I just had this idea and I just kind of made a note on um, of what I was going to start writing and then I came back maybe a few hours later and got my pen and paper and just started writing away and that's where we're at right now and honestly this is better than the end as far as writing wise and I love the end it's you know in fact I've gone in and started rewriting series or um Season three, even though we haven't even started season two yet, we I'm, I'm starting to rewrite season three. I'm literally from the first word to the last word. I'm gonna rewrite that whole like thirty or forty thousand words for season three, and it might came it might came out. <laughs> it might came out. My, my southern's coming out in me. Goddamn Oklahoma blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it might come out better than what I'm writing right now, but as of this moment, this story, I almost said the title, this story is the best thing I've ever written. It's its going to have action, it's going to have romance, it's going to have suspense, 
It's going to tug at your heartstrings. It's me as a writer telling a full story. Because that's one thing that people don't do anymore is they don't tell full stories. They only tell a piece of the story. I'm telling the entire story. All right, folks. That's it for this week. Come back next time and see what we have to yap about. Yep, dip, do. All right, I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you find yourself podcasting at 4 o'clock in the morning and you're really tired as fuck, you might be seeing red. Good night, folks. Ow, 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 ow. Dude, it's just a pen. Oh. <laughs> okay, flat, flashback. Yes. <laughs> Nom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So. Oh. Don't do that. Yes, don't touch the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Yes. He's a I, I, I felt like I was chasing there for a second <laughs> for a, a, while, a while back. But, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, tattoos. I like tattoos. I hate needles, mm-hmm. which is says a lot about me. But uh, Oh, no, I'd rather get punched in the face than have a needle. Okay. I mean, no, dude, that wasn't an option. No, 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 no. It sounded like you were asking. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. But yet I have two tattoos. Yeah. See, that, that that was the weird part. I hate going, getting a needle, mm-hmm. but I spent three hours in a chair getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Which, And I, I watched her do it. I was intently watching her <laughs> drive seven or eight needles into my skin at the same time. And it had over and like, over. Over and over again, like three hours worth. So it just, it, it, I don't know... What that says about me. Since you're not wrapped too tight. Oh, we're cracking. We better get out of here. Come on. Yeah, we better wrap this up. Someone's telling us to end this show. <laughs> Alrighty, this has been Rob. This is Mike. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye.